All right, Fred. So the people at Sports Radio Detroit want us to cut a promo for Parsons and Slow. I want them to cut me a check for Parsons and Slow. Well, um, I've I've Googled some keywords, and I'm going to uh, put them here in a promo. So so here it goes. Ready, Fred? Yeah, uh, analytics away. Parsons and Slow. We have the content consumers crave. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else that podcasts are available or will kill you. We won't really kill you. Just listen to our podcast, brand new, every Friday on Sports Radio Detroit. Okay, I'm ready to do the promo. Oh, that was it. The views and opinions expressed by our show hosts do not necessarily reflect that of Sports Radio Detroit or its sponsors. Marvin, what do you make of all this? Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you gotta have an opinion. Hey, very exciting stuff. I think we're pretty much ready to go here with this podcast. What the hell is a podcast? I mean, why don't you just tape it? What are you doing? You don't have to tape it these days, Frank. You just record it right on the computer. And uh, once we start recording, Frank, we need you to stop eating those crackers. It's incredibly annoying, and it's all anyone's going to be able to hear. Dead air. Could you ease up on the crackers? I'm, I'm getting bored with them. I'm going to bring my guest in. You're listening to the SRD Roadshow on SportsRadioDetroit.com. I was so worried about getting Facebook Live back up for the first time in about, what, two months? At least a month and a half. A month and a half. At but least. I forgot to tell Jamie to call in, and she's going to be calling in here shortly, just a second. Uh, and there it is. Like like clockwork. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Sorry about that. I was trying to get Facebook Live up, so my apologies. That's okay. I just figured my internet went out because it just took about 17 minutes for that to send. <laughs> More like three, but still. Yeah. No, nevertheless, we're, we're, uh, we're on Facebook Live. You can find us on Facebook Live for the first time in a while. Find us on Cave Radio, CRBRadio.com, and Studio One, of course, live. And, of course, on demand at Sports Radio Detroit. Dot com as the weather is hit. Uh, no pro. I don't know what pro is. Uh, Papchak's having some car issues. He looks like he bought a lemon. A lemon. I was going to uh, say Papchak's somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in the abyss. Somewhere. Hopefully uh, he, at the shop because you know we don't want him out there in the abyss with a car that doesn't work. Oh well, no. Uh, he's going to be here soon. All right, sweet. So Papchak on his L- way. Like is that? He's somewhere. He's somewhere. <laughs> we don't know exactly parts where. Un- parts unknown. He's coming from parts unknown, and he will definitely. Be here. So, so the reason why I mentioned okay. part, parts unknown is because I have two actually. I have a wrestler fan, and I got an actual wrestler in here, Lance, with us. Lance, uh, I met him a couple weeks ago doing the Truth and Levity show with an uh, old friend of the show, Derek. And uh, Lance, welcome in. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen and lady. Uh, I'm well this morning. How's everybody? Good. Um, so he's a recent graduate of Specs Howard. Uh, what was it? Uh, a couple months ago? Is that yeah, right? in May. In May. Yeah. You'll be graduating in May. Okay. My wife just uh, just finished her last day there uh, last week. Oh, she'll have her schedule back. Yeah. She'll yeah. have she'll <laughs> free time, right? Yeah. She'll have a, no she'll more have a, internet <laughs> assignments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, scrambling and then yelling at me about something insignificant or whatever. But uh, right. the stress, I, I, I get it. It's stressful. So. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. So, uh, well, Rayvon hasn't been there, but Rayvon understands the, the grind of a schedule. Hey, good morning, guys. It's yeah. great to be here. Uh, the roads are, are terrible out there, so be safe. Yeah. Be safe, everyone. Oh, Rayvon hasn't been there. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going He's on? a natural. He's a natural. <laughs> I, know, I just love it. He hasn't been there. Hey, what's up? Hey. 
No, but uh, no, uh, yeah, the ro- yeah the roads are bad. So it's uh, a rite of passage, Specs Howard. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It, it is a rite if, of passage. If you're in this industry, it's a rite of passage. Yes, it is. And uh, for those, we've who all been there except for Rayvon. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. Yeah, not yet. What are you waiting for? <laughs> He's getting his bachelor's degree right now, man. Yeah, I'm still finishing up at U of M, Dearborn. You know, in journalism. So after that, I'm gonna go hit the road at Specs. Okay, man, you'd be perfect for the next promo, like the next year of your life. <laughs> starts here. <laughs> you guys get like one day breaks a year, man. Yes. Yes. Well, they drill it in you as as a perfect example for today because today it's we got our first snowfall of the year basically. Yeah. Uh is that the very first lesson they'll tell you is radio doesn't take a day off. So yeah, exactly. it's basically keeping with that theme. We're still live. We're still yeah. doing this. Hello, Facebook Live and my bald spot. Hopefully that doesn't turn you off, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Turn some people on. Then you never know. That never happens, Jamie. Don't. That, everyone looks at and goes, oh, dear God, you're losing your hair. How old are you? Huh. Uh, you're just in your early 30s. Okay, so you're a loser. Oh, come on. It, no, that's nah, true. Nah, nah, nah. It is true. But no, seriously, back to, back to the original point. No. Ra- radio goes on even if there's. Hell or high water outside. Yeah, right now. And, and Jamie. Selling chips, too. Yeah, selling chips. <laughs> so a, the, chip. the chip game. Uh, Mike Pro joining us, too. Uh, well, yeah, if people are raiding you know, grocery stores and they don't get their chips for the Armageddon, they're going to be upset. Customer service Let me just tell you, customer. banking goes on, too. And then they call. I can't banking goes on, too. Today. Banking oh. does go on. They d- it does. And it's weird. People will, like fight their way to the bank, and then they'll have a story about how hard it was to make it to the bank. But they still came. And then you just promote, hey, we have this new app that will take a picture of your check, sir, and it will deposit it directly into your account. Would you like to download that today? And they're no, like, because it, I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and that's the answer. No, I don't want a picture of my check on the internet. Thank you. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. okay. Never mind. It's going to go on Twitter. No, sir, that's not how it works at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sell it to China. Well, we already do that, sir, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, yeah, the roads are bad, and so Papcheck is on his way in, so... Yes, uh, he is. Kudos to him um, for being, you know, being the man. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on Facebook Live right now, and on demand, of course, at sportswithdetroit.com. So, ramble wise, Ben, what was the thing that you wanted to bring up? The that stupid ten years on Facebook. Yeah, the ten year challenge thing. Let's let's uh, let's dive. Into I'm going to post a prof- my very first profile picture, and let's see what I look like now. No, but you know Older. what I hate? Exactly. No, I don't want to <laughs> see that. You know what I hate more than that, though, is that people think of like the, uh, the conspiracy theory. Like, oh, yeah, now the FBI knows what you, you're before and after. Like, they couldn't. Like, they couldn't just go to your page anyways and just look at your pictures right. first and last. Like, oh, yeah, you saved them 30 seconds by putting the pictures together. Like, no, that's. You're just somebody was as high was just thinking too much. I love Jamie's point. You know what I the do? The FBI like can update it? their facial recognition now, thanks to all these people. I, that's what the that's what the meme going around is saying. Like literally, like thank you all of you for. It's crazy. But, like they couldn't see your pictures anyways. Like oh yeah, right. it was just because you put a ten years now and later. Now they can tell they couldn't see before. It's locked in some vault somewhere until you put it up together in that one post. What are you gonna say, Rayvon? What What I do like about it is like if you see people going through your your social media page. And they're liking pictures from like three and four years ago. You're gonna think they're creeps. <laughs> but if you just put up like a a, a picture, like a, a juxtaposition, uh, two pictures, one old picture and a new picture, it justifies them liking a very old picture in your social media. So I like it, and it's better than the bird box challenge too. 
Yeah, the bird box the challenge, challenge is, is something that. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started on the bird, bob me- bird box memes that are out there. But Lance, I I mean, told, I'm going to see if I can drive my car with a blindfold. Oh, you, you saw that? Like, like, come on, that's common sense. Oh, like, oh, this coffee is hot. It should have a label that says it's hot. We, you bought it, and it says that on the you bottom. You didn't buy. You didn't buy cold coffee. Let me get the the oldest coffee you got. It's cold. That's sacrilegious, though. Like, I don't think any human should be drinking cold coffee ever. Even the cold brews or anything? None of it. Not even None McDonald's iced coffee? No, no, None it. of it. That's like hot chocolate. Not even but it's cold. Coffee? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no. I'm off, that, I'm off that train. No. <laughs> well, see, that's what I have every morning. I have uh, an iced caramel mocha. I mean, it was like a double espresso with hot chocolate. And a strawberry quick because you, you <laughs> that's, like That's lunch. That's lunch. <laughs> and... and and a, and a and a yeah and a lunch yeah, snack yeah. yeah yeah lunch snack even snack a yeah. follow up a Nest Quick with a Nest Quick. So by the way, pro this is Lance. Lance is uh I met him. He's uh, he's a Sunday, another Sunday cave show that I rated. Well, not rated, but just uh, he wanted to check it out, see how it went. Um, I actually met Pro through a Sunday show. Um, you're actually your 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 uh, girlfriend's uh, network she works for. One of one of the guys that worked for that show. Oh, I was just about to uh, throw out some shade, but since we connected dots and we were all pretty close, <laughs> I'm, I'm no longer going to do that. Did you say you no, want to no, save no. yourself an argument at home? No, Why do you not like this? Oh, God. His girlfriend's cool, <laughs> and we talked about the other person, but the other person, I don't think she cares for. Her. I don't know. I mean, whatever. You can throw shade. So, so uh, a certain person, mm-hmm. uh, they just got engaged or married. To their secret lover that they were seeing on the side. That really? Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> <laughs> I died laughing. It was like, yeah, true love. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You've been a you've been a side chick for a year and a half. <laughs> Jamie, what? What? How'd you get upgraded after being a side chick for a year and a half? And now, because she got knocked up, she's pregnant, or he needed a place to live. <laughs> you know what? True that. True that. Fun, yeah. Funny story. We actually moved him. That dude, but all right, let's let's uh, well, cheaper yeah. to keep her. Anyways, we yeah, we digress and whatever. Happy life. Happy Thank you for throwing that shade. <laughs> <laughs> that shade was well. No, but but anywho, no, the Tinker challenge I think is I I the only thing I did was I took Optimus Prime from the eighties cartoon and put him in the movie, and I did my Tinker challenge. I just I don't post very much on Facebook like I used to anymore. I I find it that uh, just I was getting a lot of crap for a lot of stupid things and just. I use it for SRD, and that's it, and, uh, and to connect to people, networking, what it, I think it should be used for. But the 10-year challenge stuff, the, the hashtag 10-year challenge, it's just it, – it, to me, it's just like a sheepish, sheepish kind of behavior. You see everybody here, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to do it too. It's like, no, you can say no. You don't have to do it. I mean, is it – am I being a dick for saying – or not being – yeah, am I being dick or cynical for saying, like, you shouldn't do it? No, you can do whatever you want, but I just think – when you start seeing that trend happen, it just all of a sudden started happening on Twitter, too. People were like, tell your challenge, and they wanted to feel like they belong to something. You know what's weird? Last year, they had a puberty challenge, and it was the same exact thing. <laughs> same so I don't thing. understand yep. why the tenure challenge that? came up. I guess it was just like to show the growth of when you were <laughs> going through your adolescence to where you are in adulthood. Basically to show how, how you matured. Yeah. That is that's just that's that is the that's just a millennial stuff because it's like dumbest thing. There's a thing. All right, last year it was uh, people were ghosting each other. Now it's uh, it's a fancy word for uh, stringing somebody along. I was like, oh, that's not something new. People been doing it (laughs) for a hundred years. You don't have to put some weird ass bougie name on it because oh yeah, oh yeah, ghosting like. 
Is that new? Is that a new thing? Like, no, we've been doing it for a while. We just decided to give it a name now. It's like, you don't have to name it. Well, that's the thing. It's not it's like before it was just, no, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Now people are like, but now, but now you've ghosted me. What, what's going on? Was it something I said? No, I just don't want to talk to you anymore. It's a part of people's New Year's plans. Or like, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could be that, Rayvon. But in all honestly, just be an adult and be like, hey, I don't want to talk to you anymore. See oh, it's it's called curving for curving, not what hurting somebody for not hurting somebody's feelings. Let's say you want to date me, and I'm just still texting you, even though I don't I don't really. I think want this applies to, to any situation, not just dating, but what what's is, curving? Yeah, but the it, term is fairly new. Okay, yeah, so what, it's like, like what is this? You're though? trying to kick it with me. And I'm just t- still texting you, even though I, I want nothing to do with you. I, I just don't want to hurt your feelings yeah. by letting you know I don't want to. I don't want to date you. Yeah. So you go to ask that's him out. So here, so I was yeah. gonna say that, that's thing. just what Same I'm thinking, you, Jamie. I was just yeah. I'm like that's just being in the friend zone. Where did the friend zone become curving? You got You have to put some bougie ass name on it for for no reason. God, people are. Now they have you still you still <laughs> curving, Ben? Uh, like wait, what? Wait, wait, you know why? You know why they put a new name on it so that they can write a new article about it and somebody will exactly it and read it. The new ghosting new is curving. Ten years ago, five years ago, three years ago. Or it's uh, what, what do you call it? Now they're like Uber has this big transportation system. You invented a bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 that's literally what you invented. <laughs> Cities have it all the time. Like those type of articles, you know, they're like, guess what? Uber's coming out with this big van that has like 25 people in it that can take you from place to place. Yeah, that's a bus, guys. That is a bu- it's been around for a real long time. <laughs> no, it's, it's new. It's new. It's the bus isn't. Oh, it's you, yeah, you, you didn't get the memo. Yeah, you didn't get the memo. No, and, oh you know, my god! But, 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 yeah, it's stuff like that, though. Yeah, or even like this—the yeah. whole t- we're talking about social media trends. Like the idea now that the the title of influencer can actually be applied to you as a job. It is to me like there's there's titles I've been seeing lately that I'm just like, you know, when you're CEO or CEO, when you think of CEO, Lance, what do you think of? Just out of curiosity, first thought that pops in your head. <laughs> Don't ask me because I'm gonna tell you wrestling. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Vince McMahon. Like. All right, there you go. Vince McMahon. But he, he's a corporate leader. Like a corporate leader. Yeah. Okay, Rayvon, what do you think? Of I think about Dana White for UFC. Yeah. yeah. All right, there you go, bro. An important person. Okay, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Executive officer means they make all the big decisions in any corporation. Okay, Ben. <laughs> I just love that an important person. <laughs> uh, when I hear the term CEO, yeah. The very first person in line that everyone answers to in a company. Okay, so when you see it, does it does it matter the business? Does it does that have any credence to it? Well, yeah, because you see a lot of people who are self-employed or whatever, and they throw CEO in front of their title, like that's your yeah, you named yourself the CEO. So. Well, if, if that's the case, Roger, congratulations! You're now the CEO of Sports Radio Detroit. Oh, I just did a drip. handshake right Well, there. it's just because I think that's just a dumb label. I, I don't understand why. I'm not Because be you would be the CEO, the COO. Um, sure. I mean, am, am I going to put that on my Twitter label and, and give myself a Give board? yourself seven titles. Seven, right? Yeah. I think you should. But I think if you should for like the next week. Head of, head of podcast development, CEO, <laughs> COO. But, um, you, but you have to change like a picture with you exactly. and a challenge. I like the talent acquisition. What are you going to say, bro? You got to be in a. You got to change your profile picture to you being in a suit, and then you're. Oh, the we CEO. have one of those. Yeah. Because I took and, a picture and last year. Camera, like it's got to be like a, an action picture with the suit. Or yeah. I look like I'm smelling yeah. a fart. Oh, like no, the, no, 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 no. Remember, I took one last year. 
you were on the phone, and it was right around uh, oh, the start yeah. of the NFL offseason, and yeah. you looked like an agent working the phones hard. Oh, so yeah, we, got, we, got, we got that picture. I got to tell you, I gotta, you know. I, we I, have that picture. I, we, it's we, out we've there. We've all used that picture. But I think labels, in this case, when you think of influencer, what the hell, what do you think of, Ravon? Influencer? Think? Yeah. Someone who has influence. Okay. It's as simple as that. Yes, bro. Uh, influencer in a job? Yeah. Like, uh, like the Punisher? Like, hey, get this shit done <laughs> or you're going to get fired. That's, that's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Lance. Honestly, <clears throat> I think about somebody who can uh, smooth talk you out of your money or curb you out of your cash. All right, oh, that, curve. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So See what what I did there. Curve and it comes full circle there. <laughs> See what I did there. Yeah, Jamie. I kind of know what it is when it comes to social media, but uh, it, yeah, somebody who has a lot of followers that they think holds sway over their followers and can sell stuff. Okay, Ben. We're talking about influencers. Mm-hmm. Allegedly trendsetters. There we go. Okay, so. <laughs> Because, again, influencer and trendsetter, same thing, but it's just a new way to call an old thing something new. So, recent, there was the... There was the Which is the theme of today, apparently. Yeah, the, the theme is with the social media, like the... Like podcasting and radio. Yeah, n- knock it off with <laughs> some of these labels. Knock it off with some of these labels, because, just, like, just... Just saying. Like, I was just reading a story how this, the, the in Instagram influencer couple, so they're an influencing couple, uh, fell to 800 feet to their death after taking a selfie at Yosemite were drunk at the time. So you influence yourself to be stupid. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I'm not trying to like, be unsympathetic. Well, yeah, I am kind of unsympathetic, but just why? Why go to that extreme? Hashtag don't follow that trend. <laughs> it's funny that you mention this because I just saw a tweet this morning that there was a casting call sent out, and it didn't say for what. For what show or anything like that, but one of the requirements for you to even show up to the casting call was that you had over five thousand followers on Instagram. Hmm. Hmm. It makes. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like it, it makes sense. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like the old man and saying you know it doesn't make you know. Stupid! <laughs> You're so stupid. I get it. You know, you need you need followers. You need that. You need the numbers to increase your audience. I get it. That's fine. Have a product that. Earns you a title. That's my point. I think that's when I see a CEO of a company, I see somebody who is in a GM or I see somebody who has got some major influence, an influencer. But sure. I just see some of these fly by night things like I just I don't know. The whole idea of seeing CEO or CEO or COO of a blog site, I just I don't know. I just cringe or even like the influencer. Well, what's your day job then? I mean, do you work at McDonald's? Is that your way of just kind of feeling better about yourself or? You it's know. weird. They're yep. making. Um YouTube videos and different uh, packages to teach you how to become a quote-unquote influencer. Like, that's what they're selling. So I guess they're selling the idea of an influencer based off what my idea is. Yeah. Okay. If you're, see how that goes? Yeah. You see that, yeah that so makes, yeah, for like $897, I can teach you to be an influencer. <laughs> this is the thing. Yeah, and they're making, I mean, look, there's people out there who, who, who bought into it. And hey, you know what? God bless you for pulling the wool over somebody else's eyes, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I, Every day we hustle. Yeah, I, I have right. this great idea, and then you need to tell two friends. They tell four friends, they tell eight friends, and they tell Isn't that called a pyramid scheme? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. That, that's exactly what, what it is. Well, what do they call those? Um, now, when you get like the Mary Kay or the Pamper Chef or whatever, it's not, it's not um, what they used to call it. Now it's. Um, Multi-level marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is, again, an, another way of... Saying pyramid. S- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
It's not a pyramid scheme. It's a multi-level marketing. It like, is an Egyptian. It on your say, it's an Egyptian ancient temple scheme. That's what we're going to call it now. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Instead of a pyramid scheme, we're just going to call it and it's that. It's not sales. It's marketing. Yes. Yes, there it is. It's the Stonehenge. We're doing a Stonehenge. That's what we're it's doing. Called, it's it's not called Stonehenge marketing. It, it's a circle of. Yeah, all right. I, I want to, cr- Roger. I want to create a company. You can again be the CEO of it. Where it's going to be called Stonehenge Marketing. It's just going to be pyramid schemes. That's all we're going <laughs> to do, and we're going to make billions, and we're going to be able to retire by the time we're forty-two, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we'll be ahead of the curve, and then I can, I can, uh, I hire Ravon as my full-time social media coordinator. I'll hire COO. COO. Yeah. There. I'll give you a title. That way you feel better. No, he would be the CTO. Chief Twitter operator mm. or technology officer. There you go. Yeah. That has more prestige to it. It does. He'll be yeah. like, what do you do? I'm a CTO. Oh, what's that? I'll tell you, baby. I'll let me buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me explain. He, he, yeah, he's he a now sp- has he's an a open. Man, though. He, later. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he now has an open anywhere he goes. But he's a, sp- he's a spoken man. Yes, he is. But at the same time. He, can, mean, still, he can still use that line on his woman. I'm stealing yeah. that. Yeah. He, he's going he's gonna to come home and be like, baby, I'm a CTO. What's that? Let's make some dinner, open a bottle of wine, and I'll tell you. Let me write that on my phone. C-T-O. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going to be like, ooh, Rayvon, I like this idea. All well, right. Well, it, it, okay. Saturday so Lance, night's taken care of. <laughs> so, Lance, this actually kind of parlates this question to you a little bit. Because, I mean, now that you know, everyone knows who's Lance, you know, day by day, but then your character is the same thing. It's a different label. Is it different? Does that label change you into a different character when you do wrestling? Yeah, I like to believe so. Yeah. Uh, when I'm headed to the ring or when I'm in the ring, like Lance Jackson is in the back, kind of just chilling. Lance Starr, uh, he's a showman. He's an, essentially an influencer. But what I'm doing is I'm tapping into your emotion. I'm not, I'm not selling you BS. I'm just trying to tap into, you know, like your suspension of disbelief and draw on your emotion. In essence, like what would you do if you were me in this situation? I'm just storytelling. Yeah, no, and I, I like the way you put that too because I think that what is lost when people like look at wrestling as some sort of lawn out drawn soap opera, blah blah blah, um, or fake, whatever. There's a lot of intricacies to it because those bumps it, it, are this, not fake. Those bumps, yeah. <laughs> ben was actually in wrestling camp before he got a concussion and couldn't do it anymore. Where'd you go? House of Truth. That's who trained me. Yep. Yeah. Truth Martini. Mister Martini. <laughs> uh, I I know. Uh, Jimmy Varner, yeah. known as Jimmy V. I've known him now for, God, 15 years. Don't so, age yourself. Um, and he hooked me up with uh, Nate Matson, who hooked me up with Truth and did that. And when we were doing neck breakers, the guys I was training with decided to pull my head into the mat three straight times, and I got two straight concussions in one night. It was fun. Mm. Oh and, I, and I was done. It was, the, it was in the final week of... Were they a mild concussion? <laughs> The first one was the second. The second one, I apparently did not respond to uh, any type of stimuli for about twenty seconds. Yeah, that counts as intermediate. Yes. <laughs> no, I was just making sure. Inter- intermediate to severe. It's like a mild concussion. What the hell is a mild concussion? It's like a mild sprain. Yeah, it's not a severe sprain, but it's still sprained. As somebody who just got a concussion <laughs> recently. Um yeah, it's you like had a nice intermediate <coughs> concussion. Yeah, intermediate. Y- yours lasted with you for like what two weeks? Yeah, pretty much. There you go. I finally, I didn't know there were so many levels to concussions. Yeah, well, because honestly. like there's always like a minor and intermediate. Like it's that stupid pain chart you see at doctors. Like it, at, at the office, like you know, is it a one? 
Or is it a 10? One means you're not really in pain. 10 means that you're about to die. Which one is it? <laughs> and then you're looking at it and you're like, about a six. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's a it's an emoji of like what your pain level is. So that's exactly what it is. But yeah. You know, but uh there's there's a lot of things going on too with like the in terms of different uh, testing for concussions too. So uh, we're gonna but, wait for we're gonna wait for Papchick to start uh, horse. So if you guys want, if he gets here, but okay, before we go to horse, <clears throat> it is a basketball question, so it can lead us into it. Mm-hmm. It's an honorable honorable mention to the horse questions. The Pistons still suck. Yeah, they do, they, no, they I went st- to the Pistons game last night. It was great. <laughs> there you go. Hello, Rima. It's like getting to an actual win. That's that's a plus. Yeah, there you go. They finally went two straight. two in a row. Yeah, were they free tickets? Oh, it's the first time they had. They back. were free. They, uh, they won consecutive games since what November? 5th? November December. Yeah, <clears throat> like so, basically the end of November to December fifth. Yeah, so, but uh, so congratulations what, to them. What's more petty? Two games. Um, uh, the uh, an opponent stealing. So Patrick Beverly lost a shoe. And then, so he continued with the play, and he kind of put it on the announcer stand. Somebody from the opposing team went and grabbed that shoe and took it to the bit to to their bench. And then, the uh, Patrick Beverly's team was like, "Hey, no, you can't do that." And he ended up getting a, a, a tech for it. Or uh, Iman Shumpert trying to go into uh, the Blazers' uh, locker room because he got screamed too hard and he wanted to have a conversation. Definitely a Mon Shumper. I mean, yeah. like, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you really going to do past all those security guards and everything? I Plus, mean, you're like, what, 6'1"? He's like 7 he, foot. He went after uh, Nur- <coughs> Nurkic, yeah, right? Yeah, the biggest dude on the team. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely selling wolf tickets, showing up for the camera. I mean, but I, I get his point. You know, he got screened hard and whatever. I mean, Nurkic, his response was, he was like, I don't really have a response for somebody who's near retirement. I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious because Shumper's that in his twenties. Like, like, what, what they just called him a bum, basically. <laughs> and it was like he's and Shumper's young too. It's like, <laughs> like, like, wow. But but still, my man's shoe, like, that's that's ultra petty. Like he's on the court and you got up out of your seat to go take his shoe and bring it back to your bench. Like that's pretty petty. That's J.R. Smith petty, where he was like untying people's shoes at the free throw line. That's. It's on that level. Wait, who was the guy that would blow in LeBron? Lance. 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 That, that's, that's a Lance Steven pettiness right there. Just, yeah. But it, so, so totally. I found out, so in hockey, you can lose your stick. Your teammate can't give you your stick, but the opposing team can keep you from getting your stick. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, how does that even make sense? I saw that last night. Yeah, they can continue to kick it's it out into the corner. Yeah, but they can't send your stick to another person, but they can try to send your stick in the opposite direction, yeah. but your teammate can't get your stick and give it to you. Like, but they can relinquish their stick. I give them your stick. Here's mine. Yeah, and then I can quickly grab your <laughs> stick. The rule is you can't have two sticks in your hand. Yeah, that's a bad deal. So anyways. like, yeah. so like, let's say you and I run on the ice. You lose your stick. I can give you mine or drop mine right by your feet. You can pick it up. I can go to the corner if the puck's not near me. Get your stick, and we can exchange sticks. So again. two people. I mean, so 
essentially two people can p- almost play keep away from one guy with a stick if they wanted to. Yeah, or you quickly just skate to the bench and get another <laughs> stick. I mean, there's that. I too. don't want it anyways. I've never seen that happen ever. <laughs> it's pretty typical. It's yeah, pretty typical. It happens. Man. It I mean, kind of want to see. I kind of want to see just a long game of keep away. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, what are they doing? They just got scored on. Oh, that's they're, weird. They're keeping a stick away from the other they're guy. They're defending the the stick. Like, get back in the play. <laughs> he goes to guys, the, the pucks over. <laughs> guys, the pucks <laughs> over there. <laughs> 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 it's like no, no, no. He can't oh score if he doesn't because if he kicks it in, it's not a goal. See, works both ways. They go to the, he goes to the ref. Hey, they're keeping my stick away from me. Well, go get it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, the coach like uh, the coach has like a uh, like a, a different point. Like they get uh, they get points for doing that. You know, like just between the themselves. Like it's helps on their plus and minus for anybody. I was gonna say it's, it, it will be a new st- like targeting and, and stuff like 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 they get bounties for keeping the stick away. <laughs> I was gonna say it'll, it'll be a new stat. How many sticks did you keep? Two, four. Or you get a two-minute bu- uh, penalty for uh, being a bully. Robbery. <laughs> That's what it would be. So while we are, uh, well. Uh, two minutes, keep away. <laughs> what? 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 Like, we could have a whole another set of sports that were just like the petty sports. Oh. Oh. How to be petty in hockey, how to be petty in basketball, football. It would be ent- entertaining. There's, I don't know how you would do it in basketball. But yeah, that that threw you me off. With, yeah, the, the shoe. Yeah, that's different. Like, I can see if somebody's on the court and you just don't. Because I've seen it, a guy pick up a shoe and throw it away from him if, if it's on the court. But this shoe was on the the broadcaster table, and you got up to go take it and bring it back to your, to your like, bruh. <laughs> Doing too much. There's there's way too much going on there. But uh, no, bef- uh, well, well, I'm gonna wait till perhaps I'm gonna give him another few minutes before we start horse because there's there's a lot of. <clears throat> Yeah, there's a uh, so oh, okay, cool. Um, there's a lot of things going on right now in terms of sports. There's uh, I want to talk about this really quick with you guys that uh, um, a lot of baseball players are becoming more and more outspoken about players not being signed as we head into about um, less than thirty days before uh, catchers and pitchers report to spring training. And you look at the landscape right now. There was the uh, rumor leaked this week by Bob Nightingale, and I believe it was Buster only about a child getting seven years and $170 million by the White Sox, which is really kind of a low offer because he was looking for $300 million. And this was the same thing, and I've, I said this on Tigers, and I'll say this again. There's just like this element of collusion to me that exists. I think that, I mean, the deal that... Um, J.D. Martinez? The J.D. Martinez deal is a prime example of it. The, the, the catcher who signed for the Dodgers, um, just escaping for the Brewers, got one-year deal. Romano? Or, uh, no. no, not Romano. Um, I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. But either way, some of these deals have been really team-friendly. The Yankees stocked their bullpen again with um, Adam uh, Octavio. Yeah. The yeah. guy said – the dude who said he could strike out Babe Ruth easily. Yeah, because, you know – Yeah, he, can't, he couldn't play these days. I would strike him out easily. Yeah, because no one knew in 1930 how fast you were throwing, but I guarantee it was you know 100 miles. would do? He'd point to the <laughs> right field wall and be like, that's where I'm taking you, son, and then he would take him over the right field wall. Or point right at him, hit him and then line drive. <laughs> man law. To the face. Man law. And it's – you know what? And God. I think and, – and here's the thing, too. So like, ridiculous. We had, a, we had a heavy debate about this last year. And yeah, we did. I can't yeah. remember what side of the fence I was on or you guys were on. <laughs> But we, ha- I remember having like a like a heavy debate about this. But okay, well, yeah, because so Papchek said you could create a, a very good baseball team with all the uh, an all star team. Because there was an article you could create an all star team with the guys that were not signed yet. Yeah, JD and a bunch of other people they didn't sign until February twenty yeah. second. See, I don't I don't fault owners for this because again, it's a difference between worth and value. Because these players are saying I'm worth this, and owners like 
I value you at this. It's literally counter appraisal to what an agent says. Like again, I'm not paying a guy three hundred or four hundred million dollars to be on my team. That's not happening. So if an agent like Scott Boris comes in and says, you know, Ben, so and so wants to play for your team and it's gonna cost about two hundred and fifty million dollars, you know, over ten years. <laughs> nope, bye. I'm not I'm not paying that. They're, they're not, I will they give don't him, want to do I will it. give him a structured contract at five years that could pay him what he would have gotten five years into that contract. But like that's the thing. Like people want to get so upset over something like this. Like, yes, it's strange that these players aren't still available, but they're also asking for astronomical amounts of money. Think about it. The average family can barely go to sporting events now. I mean, they're there has to be some giving point, right? And this is part of it. All these people, and granted, yes, some of these guys do deserve these contracts. Do not get me wrong, right? But some of these contracts, like even in the NBA like last year, like some no-name players get, what, $80 million guaranteed? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're, they're cutting back on that. But at That's the same time, so, some certain teams are being dumb with this. If you got the money, to, like the Phillies, they said that, hey, we can afford – both of these guys, but we want to hold out for our hometown favorite, Mike Trout, in two years. Mm-hmm. What the hell does that have to do with right now? Like, it, it, so it, you it, sign it, one of those guys to a two-year deal, which they'll look no, at and be like, nope. No, sign, sign both of them. It's not like you're, you're giving them a, a no-trade clause. In two years, if you want to sign Trout, okay, you think nobody's going to give you anything for, for Machado or Harper? No, any team would trade you for him. So, like, why not? So I kind of feel like, yes – they are kind of shutting the market down. We're not about to pay you stupid numbers. Yes, they don't want to get a, uh, do these ten year deals, which I get. You know what I mean? But I well, feel like they're being stupid in, in certain ways because those are game changers. These aren't these aren't the same type of quality players as as last they're year. Both, J- they're like both J- under thirty too. Yeah, J D Martinez. Yes, he's good, but he's not Machado. He's not Harper. You know what I mean? Like. I don't, I don't get, but okay. So they're offering him twenty five million. JD Martinez is making twenty seven. Now, the 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 year that JD had, he he is making a lot of teams like, oh shit, we should have just gave him that money because he could have been doing that here. But it's it's smart and super. No, I wouldn't give anybody a ten year deal because more than likely you're going to be paying them the last three years for what they did the previous four. Which are is baseball bad. contracts guaranteed? Yeah, yes, yes they are. Yes, they okay. are. So um, and that it's it's unique in a sense too, Ravon. Too, I don't know if you knew this or not, but they don't have a salary cap. They do have a luxury tax. That makes sense because the Yankees get everyone. Yeah, and yeah, their their bullpens just stack. But I mean, let me go around the room here because here's a couple things I want to throw out there as devil's advocate. So mm-hmm. last year. League-wide revenues hit a staggering $10.3 billion last year. And this, uh, this article I pulled from Deadspin, I was going to put in the show sheet, but I, I, I forgot. But the average MLB salary actually dropped in 2018 for only the fourth time in 50 years. So you think about that in the, in the, in the context of 50 years. You're talking in the 60s. When salaries, if you think about it then, until free agency hit in the 70s, MLB, essentially, you're indentured servants. I mean, there, there's no other – I can't put it any nicer than that. You were on your team now. But even now, you – MLB has a friendly, most friendly deals for players or friendly owner deals because they start off the team for six years. Once that clock hits, when they make, make the club, they have six, they essentially control them for six years. That already gives you an advantage. No NFL team has. I mean, you look at rookie contracts. What rookie contracts were four years? Four years. Four years. Yep. Thank you, Lance. So four years on that. M- uh, NBA. What's the minimum on that when they win the rookie contract? Three years. NBA is four or five. 
I mean, a rookie Four contract? With a, with, a, with a fifth year yeah, option. Yeah, with a fifth year option. option. Okay. Yeah. And then Jamie, NFL, or um, NFL, but the, uh, anybody know NHL numbers off the top of their head? Is it just a... Well, you get signed to an entry-level contract. Mm-hmm. The team controls you for three years after you sign. Okay. So what, what can basically happen is they, um, you get signed, a team can bring you up in uh, the offseason in training camp, and then uh, if they don't like how you're performing, they can send you back down to like the OHL their affiliate, you can play there, and they still control your rights. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, let's say, because that's what's happening right now with uh, Zadina, right? Okay. He's up in he's up in Grand Rapids because they're you know they let's still have the you know draft rights and whatnot. Yeah, uh, the Wings still have his draft rights. Yeah, but he's playing for the Griffins. Okay, All you right. know, so they they will control his contract for three years, and then if they want to resign him for more, they can. So they're talking about you're talking about player value. And they're talking about more and more numbers with this. And I'm also I'm Patrick came at the perfect time for this too. Uh, Pat, Mike Patrick joined us uh, on Facebook Live. And and last year they were saying, oh yeah, teams are they're not trying to make stupid contracts because they're saving their money for Harper and Machado. Now Harper and Machado are here, and they're like, man, I don't want to. I still want to spend that. Yeah. money. Yeah. But it's just like, man, you're gonna get your money out of them. I don't understand. Like, if if you're close or you think you're close to like making it. Twenty-five, twenty-seven million a year is is a bargain for Harper and Machado. So, well, here's okay. So here's, I guarantee you, it's going it's going to bite some teams in the butt. It's a it's a bargain to an extent, but I really liked what Roger and Ben were talking about a little earlier in that they the owners are kind of taking a stance like you know what we're not going to let player salaries just continue to rise astronomically because that's where it was headed. Baseball is headed to a point where. We were going to have a $400 million contract and then a $500 million contract. That's the way it was looking. Scott Boris is sitting over there salivating, mm-hmm. just sweating furiously because he's just like, oh, my God, I could do this. But the owners are kind of taking a stance against that. But I, I think that, that the $300 million contract is not going to happen. But, I mean, I get that. But at certain time, okay, so they said, oh, yeah, he's got a uh, – the best deal he has on the table is seven years for 175. Don't you think another team was like, that's his best deal? All right, let's give him seven well, me, for let, 200 let, then. Let me, let me, you know? I'm going to bring this up for the room here. So what's interesting, this article in Deadspin was talking about baseball doesn't need collusion to turn off the hot stove. So that's the name of the article. But uh, the, 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 the paragraph that stood out to me was, except he was talking about the, the prime – that Machado should be walking with a $45 million a year contract. Except that sports team owners, cover your ears if you are sensitive to disposition, aren't only in to win ball games. They're also, maybe, primarily want to make money. So how much are the star players worth in terms of actually putting the simoleons in the safe deposit box? This is from the article itself. And one researcher, Graham Tyler, um, and it was, he was director of Ray's Player of Operations, said that teams only earn an extra $1.5 million from each additional win, meaning that a truly rational profit-maximizing owner wouldn't spend more than $6.75 million a year on Machado-level-like talent. Anything more than that, you're better off staging a Marlins-style teardowns, and, you know, which they do every year. The Marlins don't spend anything. But uh, what's interesting, it, it goes on, that even for revenue teams that do fluctuate year to year, like ticket sales, concessions, sales, World Series caps, what have you, MLB extracts a, t- a tithe of, in the form of revenue sharing, which is, by the way, they're thinking about getting rid of revenue sharing, so... Those small teams you like, goodbye, essentially. Um, it would 
it comes down to only teams only keeping about sixty cents, sixty six cents of each new dollar they personally bring in. So, but it's that it's it's still okay. So he was looking at ten year three three hundred. Okay, what's wrong with giving them? I, well, I'll give them thirty million. How about for seven years though? So teams are. Or basically nickel and diamond. Oh, I don't want to give. I'll give them twenty five. I don't want to give them thirty. What's five more million dollars when you don't have a cap? What is? What is a? It's a game changing player. Now I guarantee you, some of them, some of them same teams, some of their weakest positions is going to be shortstop and, and center field, just because you don't want to. If you're going to pay them twenty five, what's thirty? It's not that big of a difference in a grand scheme of things. It's a gap player that you need. That's what that is. It like you're hampering and tying one arm behind your back. Let's say. If that twenty, that thirty million dollar guy that you you signed, aka Miguel Cabrera, mm-hmm. goes down. You need that extra money to get his replacement for a little bit. And sometimes the guys in your minor league system aren't ready. So what are you going to do? You're going to go into the scrap heap in the free agency pool and be like, okay, who can play first base decently that I can keep in the next, you know, couple of weeks? Which you hope it's only a couple of weeks. You hope it's a month and a half. But sometimes it gets longer than a month and a half. You know, it goes into two months. It goes into three. Sometimes then three and a half, and then you're then you're screwed. But that's a changing of the game because before teams like, all right, I want to win. So teams aren't doing what they need to do to try to win because I honestly feel like Harper or Machado. If you're there, Harper or Machado will at least get you to the hump. They'll still get signed. <clears throat> They're still gonna. No baseball player is gonna sit out. True that, be that's why I miss. That's why I miss Hank. No, no baseball player. And this would be really interesting if you really wanted to push back on the system. If you're Machado or you're Harper, don't play baseball next year. See what happens. Go and play somewhere else. Be defiant. Bet on yourself, which you've already have. But if you oh, really want to be that guy, yeah, there you go. There's a good one. Don't play baseball next year. All right. Well, let me. All right. Let me ask. Buy, you know what I would do? Just to be petty. If I was if I was Harper or someone, I would go on a thirty stadium tour all the time with all the money I currently have. I would see a I would see a big game every single week barnstorming of the season, barnstorming essentially, and basically sit because it's a, it's an old wrestling move, right? Mm-hmm. You basically sit right in the front row, so like right where Marlins man always sits. You buy that seat every single time you sit right there. Could you imagine how annoying it would be for Hal Steinbrenner to see Bryce Harper? sitting right behind home plate wearing a Yankees jersey just to be a troll and just being like, hey, guess what? I could have played here, but we didn't make a deal. Uh, well, Jamie, or, the same, not to cut you off, but the same thing as J.D.'s doing, all right? He has a team, though. I know, but, before, okay, let's just say all last year, if he just tweeted out every game the, uh, the war of the person that, they ha- that, that they're starting right now compared to him. After every game, all right, here's the t- eight teams I was talking to. Seven of them didn't sign me. All right, now here's the war between me and them. Every game, just talking trash. You know what I mean? Like, all right, that's taking a step towards, I mean, for yourself. Like, And that's what Ebron's doing. Yeah, true. Yeah. You got to take into account, too, that most of the markets in Major League Baseball are small markets. There yeah. are only a couple of major markets. And so, realistically, if you give a player of that caliber that type of money just because they asked for it, you're talking about tanking for the next four years. Like, I wouldn't do ten. Even, I wouldn't do ten. No, ten's over. Ten's too I mean, much. Even if, even if you do seven, depending on the market, yeah. like that doesn't guarantee you wins because you have to take into account injuries. You have to take into account injuries to other players who are somewhat decent. You know what I mean? And then you don't know what your system looked like. Look at the Tigers. They got rid of their whole farm system three different times in that stretch where they were good for fifteen years. Every time there was an injury, there was nobody to replace them, and it derailed their season. 
Lance, that is. But they also Wait, no no no. Let me hold on. Let me let me just compliment Lance mm-hmm. on one of the most eloquent, well thought out things that somebody's ever said about the Tigers on this podcast in three years ever. Well, well done, <laughs> well done. Sorry, but, go ahead. but who do they? Who do they? Now you tr- have yourself another guest starring role, Lance. Yeah. Maybe the Tigers are podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but who do they? Who do they trade for? I understand that one of was a pitcher, but didn't they give up some of the players for a hitter? Now, so if they signed a hitter, they wouldn't have to do that. The only trade that was in that fifteen-year span that was worth a, a salt Don't was trail. was the yeah the Miguel Cabrera trade. They traded. A prospect in Nuno Suarez mm-hmm. to this day, and Ben and I, and Ben was on that po- podcast to this day. It was one of those we audibly were like, "What the hell was?" Oh no, that? I berated the Tigers yeah. for a good solid ten minutes. Yeah, we all went I'm off so on that. About that one, that that was that was a trade that in his short time when he's here, you traded for a pitcher who was fat, out of shape, and crappy, and had bad anxiety, bad anxiety, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but did you see his numbers post All Star? Horrible. How did Dave Dabrowski go, yo, that makes sense. Jesus Christ. Well, that's the thing, especially baseball. Even more than football, more than basketball, you can't predict that with baseball because the pace of the game is so slow that so many different different, um, aspects of the game could change. You get a hitter that goes into a slump, that slump can be two days. That slump can be three weeks, and then they're sitting down on a 10-day disabled just to get their mind together. And then you've paid him all this money, and it's like, well, he's not producing. But but that's just that's just a gamble. You know, what I mean, I, I completely get. You don't want to pay him too much. You don't give him this power. But at the same time, like, what do you what are you going to do to win? Like, do you want to win or you want to hope to win? Yeah, devil's advocate. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Trying so to it's sell like tickets and it's not it's not like like I'm saying like it's not the same type of talent that was on the free agent market last year. These these are the pinnacle of their positions. Mm-hmm. Top people like okay, don't give him a ten year. Okay, how about that's what I'm saying. How about we give you a six a six year deal and we give you two f- five more million than you were asking for, or or just whatever? But that's what like, I mean. Pro, it's, it's, it's going to rate the contracts. That's what teams need to do. It's, it's, it's going to bite contracts. some. It's going to bite some teams. Well, well, I'm a little unfamiliar with how baseball works, like the payroll system, because if there's no salary cap, that means uh, teams aren't pushed to luxury tax. Then like, <coughs> no, there's a luxury there, tax. There is there's a luxury, luxury tax. tax. Like, yeah. like Boston, they had to surrender their first round pick mm-hmm. this year because they're. For like what the second or third consecutive year that you're over the tax, you have to get you have to uh, forfeit a first round pick. Not that they give a shit about a first round pick, win it, winning it all. You know what I mean? But Boston's still- also always in the mix. They have a team full of hitters in a hitter's ballpark, right? And they have just enough pitching to keep them in any game that they're in, especially when they're at home, right? You put them on the road, the pitching, but and a three hundred million dollar payroll. And, but here's the thing, though. Like now, what's it? They wouldn't be over the luxury tax, hypothetically, one of the last signings they had if they didn't sign J.D. Martinez. They also wouldn't win the championship if it wasn't for J.D. Martinez. So it's like, which way are you going to go with? Do you want to win? That's what I'm saying. Like, if if George Steinbrenner was still running the Yankees, both of them would have been signed already. Yeah, and I've, I've heard that before. But if you're going to – for me, but, a deal that would be – friend. Well, go ahead, Mike. Oh, just, J.D. was – Everybody thought that JD's deal was a low ball, and yeah. then he ended up having to take it because it was the best one that he got. I mean, yeah, but 27, 27 years. I don't think that's years. fine, but I'm just saying he wanted more. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen this off season too. <coughs> They're not going to get what they want. No, and, and essentially you're not going to see a baseball. You're not going to see a pitcher make two hundred million dollars ever again. I don't think so. At least I don't, I don't think, think so, so either. Because I mean, look at every like I can give you Kevin Brown, Mike Hampton, yep. uh, CC Sabathia. That's debatable on the deal he got with the Yankees originally because he did he was serviceable, but he wasn't ace serviceable. So what about Scherzer, Scherzer has been 
so far. He took a deal. No, that's a good. Like, no, he took a uh, f my old team kind of deal. Yeah. Like, like he could have gotten the same thing. Like here, no, he could not no. have. They offered him three hundred million dollars. I know, well, but two hundred million. Yeah. The last few years of his contract, where it's kind of like they can space out his money. Like no, it, his whole contract spaced out. It's yeah. a seven-year deal and it gets paid out over fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. but he wasn't going to give that deal to Detroit. But no, I, that, I'm that, saying. That's a and I'm glad that's, that's a f my old. He team took it yeah. because that was the richest contract for a pitcher ever at the time. Yeah, and you know what? He bet on himself and he won. And you know what? Look, Max Scherzer, say what you will about him. I mean, I again, I I would never understand the the value of throwing out that kind of money to a pitcher who wasn't even thir- oh, just hit thirty at the time. But he bet on himself. He won. He's been a clutch pitcher, but the Nationals still haven't done dick. That's a genius so move, there you though. Go. No. That, it is. That's the rest of the team. But like to his credit, he stayed healthy. He's always winning twenty to twenty-five games and striking out over two hundred people and, every year since he signed that contract. And you're right, Lance. And also, he's throwing over two hundred innings. Yeah, and he's, he's got he, the coolest like, eyes in the game. The coolest yeah. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Scott's son. Cool like, yeah. he's still one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a good dude, and you know what? He bet on himself. And look, and the Tigers, the way the Tigers did the PR through him and kind of ran through the mud about not taking a deal was horse crap. I mean, just, he didn't take our deal. Well, you know what? You, you lowball him a little bit. So, anyways, let's, uh, let's move on to horse. Uh, we got horse coming up here. That was a way to kill 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about money. How let's talk about money it? and baseball. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm really happy that Lance knows his, his knows his stuff about baseball. So a little that. fun fact, yeah. I actually uh, had two invitational tryouts with the Tigers. Uh, really? Yeah, back in the uh, early 2000s. So. More I know. See, this is I'm more I know about Lance, the more I like him. I, I had a good vibe about him. I had a good vibe about him, and uh, it paid off because Papchuk, like Papchuk and I, consider ourselves the baseball experts on this. Rocho, would you say that's fair, Papchuk? I mean, you, you, I'm secondary. You know, nah, I, I could I put you up there, in my knowledge. You know your you know your stuff. I mean, you, you you like the Cardinals, and that's I like the Cardinals. I respect your love for the Cardinals. But really, most people when I tell them I'm a Cardinals fan, they're like, "Oh, you piece of crap." Well, well I'm reading a book right now on the uh, the year ni- the year of the pitcher, which is about the 1968 uh, with uh, Bob, Bob Gibson. Gibson. That's a really good book, but also it shows like it's funny because everybody talks about like, "Oh, St. Louis is a racist city," and blah blah blah. It's in the South. Well, I'm like, D- Detroit was actually pretty bad back then too. So don't. Don't hate on St. Louis that much. So. St. Louis is the reason that we have free agency in baseball, too, with Kurt Flood. Exactly. Oh, that's right. yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, Kurt Flood. He refused to be traded. Like, Absolutely. And he, he sacrificed. Or sold. Sold, yeah, to Philadelphia, which he didn't want to go to one of the most racist cities at the time. Mm-hmm. He went yeah. to court over that. Yeah. He actually lost, but then I think it was two other players came back, and they like fought it again, and they won. I forget their names, but. It was, uh, Catfish Hunter was fought for free agency. There was another player involved that was part of Marvin Miller, but. <coughs> Kurt Flood paid for his career. He was blackballed from baseball. Man, we should probably like see more about Kurt Flood during Black History Month. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. He, like, should, really? he, he should have his own month. He, I mean, took, he took the ultimate L, like uh, Kaepernick. No, definitely. I, I agree with that. So, Cap will still get paid. Uh, true, he, true. He will, he will get the, the, the QB average over the years you miss. But exactly. besides the point. All right, so I'm going to read horse questions. I'm not going to really participate, you guys. This is all everybody else but me. Do you have one. the narrator part? Uh, <sighs> The narrator voice? Uh, no, there's a there's a part where you have to the narrator uh, puts in the stat line, and I, I put it in there last week. Why don't you just do it since we have no idea what <laughs> you're talking well, about? Well, because no, because I, I put the questions yesterday, and the game was last night, so I couldn't put the stat line in if I don't oh, know yeah. it. Oh, you, oh, you oh, oh, no, I, no, I got it, I got it. I, oh, I see, it, I see it, I got it. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> I, I see it now. Okay, all right. So H, so H, uh, find a trade rumor you've seen in the interwebs and. 
interwebs. And, and, interwebs <laughs> and like to see. Give it a source. So I'll start with uh, Jamie. Why would you start with me? I haven't F- had fine. Okay. Week. All right. Fair, fair enough. Okay. You know what? I'll start with uh, I'll start with Papchat. I didn't hear the question. Find a trade rumor you've seen in the interwebs and like to see happen, and give it a source. I I don't spend my time looking at trade rumors in the NBA. But that was the question of the horse, though. So, but no, exactly, and I'm just saying I don't spend time doing it. There are no actual trades to the Pistons that I've ever seen that I actually want to happen because not even you, Blake. If, if for what have you seen what people propose on the internet for <laughs> what you can get Blake? Oh, we could trade Blake and Reggie and get back LeBron. That that's like the, the money matches up. It's fine. Who says no? Just LeBron. Well, I know, but <laughs> the the point being, I say people, no. Trade machine. Bull crap is dumb. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to NBA. Or at least try to have some fun. Well, I th- try. Thanks for doing homework. Thanks for doing homework, guy. No, it's just try <laughs> to have some fun. Like, what would be... Throw out a trade rumor right now. Just for, well, for, well, for doesn't me... It doesn't have to be for the Pistons, anybody. Well, for me, it was um, CJ McCollum for Aaron Gordon. No. Can't do that. And Sorry. that's by the, by the ringer. You know what I mean? So CJ's too valuable. Magic need a point guard. Even though CJ's not, cons- he's, a compl- a he's a guard. shooting, but he can be a point. You know what I mean? And they need they need that type of guard, and the Blazers need a pick and roll type of guy. You know what I mean? Like, and they both kind of they they both need a star, like a, a new destination. Give them Seth Curry. I don't I, I don't think Nurkic would really. I, I don't I don't know if that'd be a fit. You can't break up that backcourt. They're like the second to the Splash Bros out west. Yeah, yeah, but they, they're not—they're not going anywhere though. Like you yeah. see, what, you see what you're going to get from the Trailblazers. So, like, you're forgetting about the best backcourt in the NBA right now, uh, north of the border, though. But and, but mm. I mean, but Aaron Gordon is no, young. There's no argument. Aaron there. Gordon is young and got one of the best hops in the game. You know what I mean? So yes, you're, you're create more spacing on the floor. All right, uh, um, uh, Lillard can just shoot more. You know what I mean? So you don't. You don't really need um, C.J. McCollum, but I actually like that. Just I'm not a fan of either team or either player, but just in the whole grand scheme of things, I actually like how that lined uh, up. This is mine. This is because I, I'm and sick. That's by the ringer, by the way. I'm I'm sick of this, right? Because this came on uh, the Woj pod where Chris Haynes says, there's rumor that's been around for some time, and I think Tim uh, Kawakami and the Athletic in the Bay Area started it and the reporting on that and blah, 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 blah. I think things have changed a little bit now that Anthony Davis is repped by Rich Paul, who happens to be LeBron James's agent, so... But he's saying Golden State could go in and get Anthony Davis, not the Lakers. I think that would be ridiculous. They would have to... Too many it's, moving it's parts. It's not plausible! I mean, they would have to... Not plausible. Don't even entertain the thought. Not plausible. Durant's, go, Durant's leaving anyway, so that's 25 right there. If you trade... Not uh, plausible. If, if you do the sign and trade, Draymond, he's making 18, so that means you just freed up $43 million to pay up Anthony Davis. So it is plausible. It is. You're and giving up two star players Durant, for a center. Durant's leaving on his own, and Draymond... You giving would, up two so, star players so you, would for you, a center. Would you not trade Draymond for Anthony Davis? No. What? Not if I'm the Pelicans. Mm. No, 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 no. If it takes two to tango, my friend, it's not, that deal is not going to happen. I was just, I was just arguing the, 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 I the trade. You, I, get, I would, I, I would, get what I'd you're trade doing. Draymond in a heartbeat. For I wouldn't. I would love Draymond Green on my team. 
right, yeah. what, what do you got, Rayvon? What, what's yours? Uh, I've, I've been hearing rumors about Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, for the Mavericks. I don't know if they're going to actually trade him. They just like made this whole thing about how they're gonna, they're trying they, to recognize because him. Yeah. They, they can't get any value for him right now, and he's at home sick. He's got like a two week yeah. flu. I think That's, that what it means is they're not get, they're not getting what they wanted for. They him. want they're him. Like, yeah, they want him on the court so they can be like, hey, he he is good. Give us something better. They're, right now, they're getting a second round pick and a bag of beans. They're like, we might as well just keep him on the team. I then. think the Celtics should go for Anthony Davis if they can. They, they can, have the most assets. They can't do it this year. They can't have two super max contracts on their payroll. They, if they want Anthony Davis, they would have to wait until the summertime. That's why the, mm. the, the Lakers thing was popped up. But for a Pistons thing, there was a a, a, a Marcus a Marcus Saul. For Drummond, yep, yes. So Drummond's got to go. I would, do, I is, would do that too. They're not. They they are not gonna tank, so they would never do it. Who? The Pistons. The Pistons yeah, that the would Pistons. that would be them admitting that they're tanking if they did that, and that's just no, not. No, Marcus Gasol is a is a. <laughs> He's a yeah. He's an all star man. Yeah. <laughs> he, just needs a, he just needs a change of scenery. What, what in two thousand six? What about what about you, Lance? You got you got one? God, I haven't been following, but I actually just on my phone saw the um, Gasol trade rumors, but I haven't been following much. I'm okay. just on the road. I would I'd love to see Anthony Davis like go to a different team, and it's only just because seeing him actually get matched up with somebody that that matters, like. Mirtich is the best dude on his team right now that he plays with. And you know, you know, you know, it'd be a fun place for him to go to, Milwaukee. Oh, man. So Giannis is playing point, and and that le- that would this floor would be so spaced. Oh my god! They, I mean, they. I don't. Know, I, they I can't fun. even like complete my sentences. It would I'm be panicking fun. About yeah, it. That, that would be scored two hundred points. Essentially, they, they got assets to, to to make it happen. But the thing with New Orleans. Fun. Like they, they they've had, the space they've either, had no, they three or four people who've all missed like fifteen games. So yes, like if you look at their their, their standings, they suck. But they've also had the most minutes and most games missed by their starting, you know, what I mean, or their top yeah. seven of their rotation. Yeah, I they know. are coming back around. Mirchik, he is showing you he, what. He's a lot better than I thought he was. I thought he was just the best player on a terrible team in Chicago. You know. I thought that's what he always was. So I actually think and they're going to get a resurgence bag. and they're going to move back up into standings. <laughs> uh, but I don't see New Orleans uh, moving Davis this no. year right, just before, because of that. All right, before we move on, Jamie, you got you got anything? I, I no, I don't. Okay. Okay, no, no big deal. We'll move on. Pass the ball, Kobe. Crap, pass. Oh, man, you know what? <laughs> I had that drop too. Damn it! I got to pull that Shoot up. Shoot it! Shoot it! Shoot the J! Shoot it! Um. All right, so we move on to O. How significant is James Harden's streak of 30 points in 18 straight games and back-to-back 50 games. Uh, Rayvon, I'll start with you. I mean, when you think about it, he's doing it all without Chris Paul. Uh, and now Clint Capella's down. I mean, it's like he's kind of going on like a Kobe-Michael Jordan run. I think he's going to win his second MVP this year. That's how significant it is. Should be his third. That's the only thing he... Nah. Only oh. only two. Oh. Should be his third. It's Steph a, Curry deserved it. Yeah, on paper, yes, it looks nice. You know what I mean? What, uh, 18 straight games with plus 30. But it's like he beat Kobe's record from when, in 2006 when Kobe hated his teammates. So all he did was shoot the ball. And now Capella's out, Gordon's out, Paul's out. So he literally has nothing else to do. He's going to tire, some, tire his, himself out for the playoffs again. So, yes, 
it might it might look good on paper and yes he'll probably win MVP but he'll probably be too tired to get out the first round you know, you know what I mean and the, the back-to-back 50 it's the first time somebody scored 115 points in two games unassisted zero assist at 115 points to big wow. that's the ultimate pass the ball Kobe yeah to piggyback on you like he's probably the greatest scorer in the league right now arguably but it never translates in the playoffs too tired. How is that? That is such bullcrap. If Chris Paul did not get injured, no, not. they would have won the championship. If, no, I, they if, I, have. if I picked the right numbers on the lottery, no, I would have won that. Oh. <laughs> no. They were up three to two, and then they lost their second best player. So if that happened to any other team, that'd be the reason why the, they would have won the championship. The the only reason they were up is because Andre Iguodala got hurt right, in Andre, game four yep. or game five. But but, but and that's Ooh. not that's not the reason why they lost in the playoffs. It's because they had dead legs. They had a nine man rotation. Everybody's uh, yeah, Trevor Ariza missed uh, 10 threes. You know why? Chris Paul was, got injured. You, you know why Ariza missed 10 threes? Because he was tired as shit. Because, they, because Chris Paul was injured. Chris okay. Chris Paul is the same player that lost against the Rockets when they were up 3-1. Chris Paul was injured. I don't under like I don't understand how I don't even think this it wouldn't is, have, I, I, it probably would have went to game seven. They still It they still did go to game they, seven. They still, they still would have lost. I don't, I don't see Chris. Lost. They lost by like a but, combined but yes. nine points. Chris Paul is worth less than nine points over two games. But to the point, yes, it, it's significant. They're the better on, team on in that paper. Series. It looks good on paper, but at the same time, there's nobody else to shoot the ball. So yeah. who, if if he doesn't score, nobody else will. But the whole 115 points unassisted, like damn, like that's just that's him that's up and down the court. What are you gonna say, Jamie? I said that's serious. Like that's not something you're gonna see often. And, like, he deserves some major props. I see an MVP coming for him. And maybe he get, does get too tired for the playoffs, but, shoot, he's still done a heck of a lot this year. You couldn't get one pass, though? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like not one? I don't I think don't you know. can really ask any other player to do what he's doing, yeah, though. Shoot it! Took it and wouldn't give it up. I was going to say, he's not asking for the a pass. He's just taking the ball and shooting. He's not asking for help. He's saying, get on my back, I'll carry you. That's what this streak talks about. Yeah. That's why it's impressive, is that he's taking the entire Rockets team and saying, follow me, I got you. That's why this is noteworthy. That's why all of this, there's a column on it on ESPN about all of like the milestones he's hitting with this, is that he's not asking for help. He's saying what Kobe Bryant would say, get on my back, I'm taking you there. He's not, that's why none of these, are, like some of these Come are on, unassisted Kobe. points. Exactly. <laughs> like that's why that's why there is a stat where he's getting points that are completely unassisted. He's just taking the ball and just yep, let's do this, guys. Do you think it sustains throughout the playoffs? No. It, this is First this round is something that bounce. hasn't happened since 1964. Granted, he's with granted. a guy that was like a foot and a half taller and a hundred pounds bigger than anyone else on the court in Wilt Chamberlain. Well, granted, with his ability to score, though, do you think it'll still translate to even say 30, 35 points a game in the playoffs? Yeah. No, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think it drops if, if they get the pl- like if they get players back like Paul and whatnot. Who else is going to score for that team? Well, Gordon, he's like he was like sixth man of the year. I'm just talking even in a, in a, that's all. his career has always been up and down. They just picked but, up for Reed. But once he knew that he always. was at the sixth man, you know, which is also a pretty good movie. Um, <laughs> like his role was, was better once he knew. Like, all right, I'm not the star. I'm gonna. It's like Andre Iguodala. Iguodala, you know what I mean? Like, yes, he was, he was great at certain times, but you know your role. Mm-hmm. But you got Capella, Gordon, and Chris Paul out. That's They're about he, to get he, Ken Fareed. He, 
He is, I but feel he like ain't... I'm the only person on the planet that likes Fareed. He's like, he's like Andre Drum, the like bench player version of Andre Drummond. Mm. He, he'll get you 10 and 12. That's what he's good for. He's Nothing be, else. He's another old person. About to, he's like Andre Harrell. He's like team. 27. Let's, let's figure out. Either way. Uh, let's Let's move on. R. R. To R. We're not talking all-star selection snubs just yet, but Blake Griffin's handshake, handshake snub was pretty funny. Was he right or wrong for this? Jamie. I, th- I think it was totally warranted. I that, you know, I like pettiness, so I'm good for petty. <laughs> he looks old. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rayvon, what do you got? Uh, if you tell me I'm going to be a Clipper for life and then you trade me six months later, I'm not going to shake your hand. I mean, he does that tunnel ritual every every game, apparently. Uh, and then I like after the game, he said, I'm not here to answer any hypothetical questions. So he didn't want any parts of that. Yeah, he does do it like every game, but the funny thing is, We've never seen it until, <laughs> until, <laughs> okay, until but that one time. It was because they have no reason to show it before. It, like a bunch of beat writers did confirm that. Oh yeah, he's always done that. Like mm-hmm. he's. Some people have said. Like I read Keith Langlois, former beat writer, said that he was walking down the tunnel and he just sees Blake running at him. And he like had a split second decision: Do I just take the shoulder tap <laughs> and just be obliterated, or do I jump out of the way and look like an idiot? And he jumped out of the way and looked like an idiot because got to stand your ground and see if you can get that charging call. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing, Keith? I think you what see Blake Big Man coming down the paint. You stand your ground. <laughs> I think what Blake did is a prime example of being curved. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. through that full like, circle. Yeah, because you could hear him. You can hear uh, um, Steve Ballmer. Blake, Blake, hey, hey buddy, hey! <laughs> it's like, and he just ran fast. Like, so I get it. I understand. I feel like maybe it wasn't Bomber's decision, but it was. You know, like, no, we're not gonna be friends. You well, mean, here's the thing, though, right? I, ain't, I haven't returned your text messages, so why do you think I was gonna shake <laughs> shake your hand but here, on TV? Here's the thing: you don't have to shake his hand, but you can acknowledge his existence. Yeah. I mean, like, if if someone's doing that, and like, hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man. And then you just sprint. You just... You get, you get one of these? <laughs> I mean, but, like, like, I'm not saying Blake had to shake hands with Steve Ballmer. I wouldn't have done it because I think a handshake is sacred. If I shake your hand, that means something. It's, you spit in your hand. Put it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1950s, like, yeah, let's shake on it. No, it's, it's not that. But, I mean, I, I do. I still think a handshake is sacred. You know, it means something. And if I was told by someone, yeah, you're going to be on my franchise for life, cool. And then, yeah, if you trade me like two months later, I'm not going to shake your hand. I agree with Blake on that. But if if I'm going on a road game, they're like, hey, how you doing? Hey. And then, yeah, I would just acknowledge them and just keep my distance. Because you still had a relationship with them at one point. Like, totally just acting like they don't exist makes you an asshole. I mean, there's there's no two. Pettiness is rewarded. Should be, anyways, I feel. But I, I'm not, after I'm not, a certain age, though, pettiness is just dumb. Like, I'm sorry. Now, next year, like next year, he can shake his hand. Like this year, it's it's a little it's a little bit different. Like, man, it's just, it's still fresh. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he can almost look back at it like, yeah, yes, we kind of dissected the trade when it happened. But now, if you look at the players on the team, Doc Rivers' decision to keep starting Avery Bradley is the reason why they suck right now. Mm-hmm. Like. 
the main reason why they suck right now is because he he, he keeps putting Avery Bradley in the game, starting him, and playing long minutes, and like they're slowly dropping down the standings. You know what I mean? So, who won the trade? It, it, Neither. <laughs> I was gonna say that. All right. Anybody yeah, else? Cancels anybody out. Anybody else want to chime in? Or we, we want to move on? We move on to S. All right. Let's move on to S. Kylie Irvin said he called LeBron to apologize for being stubborn young teammate in regards to his own young stubborn teammates. Do you think he was being genuine talking, taking shots at his own teammates? You know what? Lance, why don't you start this off? I thought he was being genuine, to be frank, okay. because the process of learning how to lead is a tough one. And when you're young, you have no idea what the hell you're doing. And it's all ego. It's all talent. It's all ability. And you don't want somebody, like, jamming that in your ear. Like, I was the number one draft pick. You know what I mean? This was my team before you got here. Then you go to a new market, all new people, and you have to get that team together. And then you went out. So you still had to lead from the sideline. That's a whole different art. I agree with that. I like that. Patrick, what about you? He's just like making – he's trying to give himself some good PR so all the other teams like think he looks thinks he look, think he looks a lot better. I don't know. Because like, he's kind of – he doesn't have a good look. Like teams don't really look at him. He's a good player, but I mean, like personality-wise, a lot of teams aren't sure if they want him in this locker room. So it sounds like a PR thing, honestly. It's a good day to do it after having 18 assists. Mm. Yeah, Ben, what about you? <clears throat> I think being apologetic for being an alpha when another alpha is in the room is basically unwarranted because that's what Kyrie Irving was when he was in Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland drafted him to be the point guard of the future there. It was his team before LeBron came back. I, I don't know why he's calling to apologize and be like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I was so headstrong. I was so immature, blah, blah, blah. Sorry I broke no, this up. Yeah, but it's like – But, like, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, you guys can have two alpha personalities that butt heads, but you can still make it happen on the court, which they did. Like, to me, I agree with, I agree with Pat. This is totally like a PR because I'm not calling to apologize for – you know, being passionate and then, like, you know, because you still hear people say stuff, but if you take it to, like, if you actually envelop it and take it and mold it, whatever, that's on you. But I'm sorry, like, I think this is, I when I saw this happen, I thought this was stupid because y- you know, like, let's say we are, like, we're these millionaires, right? And I call Rayvon and be like, hey, man, remember that time two years ago you gave me this advice and I didn't listen? I'm sorry. I know that's getting and then and you're then you're in your deathbed. No, but, no, but hang on. Here's the worst part. And then in the post game, being like, "Yeah, guys, uh, just wanted to like unprovoked. Just want to let you know I contacted Rayvon, and you know he's a good dude. I love what he's doing in L.A. And we had a good long talk about you know us being sorry. Of course, it's going to turn into a story. Of course, that's a PR I forgive you, man. But see, like and then, and then what he's then people are going to ask him in a shoot around. Hey, Ben reached out to you. Uh, what was that talk like? Eh, it's just between us players, but Ben, I like he just said, I appreciate you. We're good. And then it's like this five day story out of nowhere. It's it's crap. See, I, it is crap. I think you it, can have that conversation <laughs> privately and not bring exactly, it up to anybody, exactly, and not make it a PR stunt. That is ridiculous. See, I got a whole different conspiracy theory why he left uh, Cleveland. I think it was like an organized plan because LeBron was leaving anyways. But that's besides the point. The, the quick side note was that, do you know who LeBron James was eating dinner with when he got the phone call? Kevin Love. Mm. He was eating dinner with Kevin Love when Kyrie called. Interesting. But here's the thing. He was completely throwing shade. 
because he was saying, hey, I remember when I was that young, stubborn teammate, and I didn't want to listen. You know what I mean? Kind of like the situation I'm in right now. So you're calling these guys young, stubborn, and don't want to listen. He's like, yeah, they need more experience. They did make it to the Game 7 in Eastern but Conference Finals. That's, that's a lot. Of, that's, also, that's, 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 that's some experience also, right there. Also, here's the thing. LeBron James never called out Kyrie Irving for, hey, you want to get out or you want to get in. You know who he did that to? Kevin Love. So you know who should be making apologies? Kevin Love, which probably means he probably footed the bill for that meal. So that again, this is all BS. But I, I think, I think more of it was he was throwing shade to his team. It's not like dissing them, but it's like, hey, like I was you and I was young and stubborn. Why don't you just listen to me? The, it's like that's like saying, like, but here's the thing. It's like that's like, like hang on. It's like your dad, like, hey, I remember when I was your your age. Hang I on. didn't want to do that either. Hang like, on, time out on the floor. The Celtics got really good in the playoffs without this guy. But so, saying, if, but so if this guy just randomly comes in and be like, hey, you know, let's rearrange the furniture in this house because I don't like how it is. You think these guys are going to be like, yeah, we're going to listen to you, Kyrie. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He was throwing shade because he's like, yeah, they need more He's experience. Than what's what's more PR experience than making it to the Game 7 Eastern Conference Finals? Exactly. Making it, it to the, the finals. Yeah, one more game. <laughs> they would have been in the finals. So do you, do you get – you cross that experience barrier when you get to Game 1 of the finals? Like, no. He was – like, yes, he was probably – in a way, apologizing. Yes, I was stubborn, blah, blah, blah. But more and more, it's like, man, he was saying, he's, I feel like he was throwing shade at his team. Right. Well, Which, I think that it's very possible and very probable that it was both. Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to throw a little PR out there. But, hey, at the same time, I can shade my teammates and let them know that they really should shut their mouths and listen to me. I don't think it's necessary that it, for it to be a one or the other. I think it was definitely both, and I think it was calculated to be both. I think it was both, and it just highlights his unaware, his self, like unawareness. Like you definitely threw your teammates under the bus for no reason, and no one appointed you as the leader of the the CEO of the team. I mean, <laughs> if if anything, my opinion, Al Horford should be the leader of the team. He's he's the most professional on and off the court, honestly, and he has the most experience. But you got to produce. And be, Aaron yeah. Baines has a championship too, so there's other players who what? who have been there. Yeah, but Kyrie was bought. But Aaron Kyrie Bain. wasn't the lead guy. Yeah, he, but he's a star, though. He's a star, but he he's not. He wasn't the lead but, guy. But he's been in the, the finals, so you gotta listen to him. You got to. But not not Al Hor- Horford. Why do you always crap on Al Horford? He's the, like the Draymond Green of the Warriors. He's the glue. Without the, him, they're gonna fall apart. The best player doesn't always have to be the leader. I mean, Kevin Durant said true. he doesn't want to be the leader, so that's true. You gotta want to lead to be the leader. And if you have to say you're the leader, you're not Amen. the leader. <laughs> that's true. I like, for example, I think Miguel Cabrera falls in that category. Miguel Cabrera, people are like, just because you know he's the best offensive player, best player on the team, that he should be the leader, and he doesn't really want that. He's fine the way he is, and I don't blame him because I mean he speaks Spanish, and where we live now, unfortunately, I think he purposely still speaks he, Spanish in that locker room. So I disagree. What's a better way? Can, can I not talk? Go ahead, Ben. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm agreeing with you. I think that's why he still speaks Spanish in the locker room, so he doesn't have to be a leader. Okay. I thought you were, I'm I thought agreeing you were, with you. As everyone jumps on Ben, ben and piles ben, on Ben. ben, ben the, you started, the, way you started, you. the way you started the question, it's just sounding like, or the statement. That was a statement, yeah, statement. I mean, by the way. What's the better way of statement, ignoring somebody you know, saying that you, don't, you can't speak English? Like, I wish I could say I don't speak English and somebody believe me, because I, I don't even know Ablan Ingles. You're like, what? Yeah, you have to be a little more convincing than that. Like, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> but people, people, people get on him about that. They're like, he's just doing it on purpose. It's like, you know what? So maybe what? he is, and so what? Because maybe he doesn't want to answer your stupid questions about uh, 
playing hard and, and with grit and, and anyways having some leadership in everyday life too we all know people who are insanely good at their job they are insanely good at what they do but their ability to like to actually lead or to manage <clears throat> is non-existent just because you have the skills to be great at something doesn't mean that you also have the skills required to help others be great at that you know, I, I had agree. that teacher in high school that was really smart and knew what they were talking about but couldn't explain it for anything but at the, like at, at the same time though Kyrie was kind of right with what he said, though, because some of the things, they've fallen apart during the, at the end of the game. And one of Kyrie's signature moves is, all right, when it's at the end of the game, he trails a play, and then they pass it around. He comes out of nowhere running and catch and shoot and shoots the three. And they could have had that game-winning shot by him doing that wide open, but uh, Gordon Hayward decided that he had his ankles together, and he didn't, and he missed the shot. So I kind of I, I understand it. But at the same time, like he didn't need to. He didn't need to say that. There's no. There's there's no need for it. That could have been something after the season. You know, during the season, I called LeBron because I was young and stubborn, kind of like my teammates. It's like he's throwing shade. Yeah, and then when he says that, it's kind of like you're assuming that you're the new LeBron for this team, which you're not. So that's why I didn't see it was as a necessary comment. I think the Celtics see him as someone that they don't need. Exactly. So again, what are you apologizing for? They got Terry, scary Terry. Man, if they if Kyrie goes, like he is an it factor, like they're gonna miss him. I don't I care what anybody because they missed him last I year. Just... My God, they missed him <laughs> so much last year. They ain't make it, guys. We were they two made play- it far we... without him. That's the point. We were two play. We were two players away from it being Houston versus Boston last year. We yeah. were. That was it was close. So f- close, and it would have been a fight. I, I literally just said that just to watch him. <laughs> yeah. He just got so, everybody just got so uncomfortable when I said that. <laughs> that he just turned and was like, oh, "What's man. the next question?" <laughs> yeah, the, re- the rematch. Yeah, the rematch of the '84 Finals. There you go. Let's, so let's get it with E. All right, let's get it with e, the last one. Let's get with Boogie. Let's get Boogie with it. The <sighs> two-parter. Uh, his return last night netted him fourteen or in fifteen minutes, fourteen points and six rebounds. And you agree with him? And saying, three assists, a block. He fouled uh, out in fifteen minutes. Thank he, you, Mike. Uh, and do you agree with him saying fifteen that, minutes? Do you, do you agree with him saying the Warriors the most hated team in sports? Which is that was no, that's stupid. But people do like like to hate on. I mean, like they probably they don't like Draymond. They don't like Boogie. Clay. They don't really care about because he's quiet. Steph is the babyface assassin. So people love Steph, but people do hate that they're winning. I don't think they like people hate other teams because they suck or they bought their championships but like the I don't really <laughs> wait who are you talking about there I don't see the hate I don't it doesn't matter who I'm talking about uh, yeah <laughs> I'm not but I'm I don't seeing, think I'm seeing purple purple and gold I don't think they I don't think they hate the warriors he's wrong on that but he had a good game and you can just still tell that good team fantastic team like he's still the same person cuz he he got fouled out, and it was amazing because he got a standing <laughs> ovation from the crowd, which was which was amazing. I, exactly. I, I did not even at home. Like, exactly. That's why they're not the most hated because when they go to any any other arena on the road, they're getting standing ovations. Who gets a standing ovation? Not like yeah, you're out the game, but who gets a standing O for getting fouled out of the game? But yeah, he got fouled out of frustration. <laughs> like he, he, it was a bad. It was a bad. Uh, ooh. Um, it was a bad play, and then he fouled a dude because he was frustrated. And then it's, it it's, happened five more times. And it was like it's the same boogie cousin. Like it's not going to change anything. Exactly. He still got that fire, but it was it was still good. 
and he he could have came back a couple weeks ago, but a he didn't want to have the storyline of playing in New, uh, New Orleans, and he didn't want to be on a minute minute restriction. I was like, yeah, we're gonna give you ten minutes. He's like, all right, well, what if we wait two more weeks? Well, we're, we're, we're gonna give you twenty then. But that's that, that's that's the real story. Like he didn't want to have a ten minute. Say like, no, I want to start. Give me twenty minutes and. He had three threes. Is there really a story of him going back to New Orleans? He played there for like thirty seconds. No, but they're they're true. But they also it's still a story though. I guess anything to keep Anthony Davis in New Orleans. Anything, yeah. just anything. I guess the story would be that Boogie would reconsider signing with the Pelicans after this season. Maybe. Yeah, that yeah. that's possible. Jamie, what do you think? I, I most hated team. Ridiculous to say that you are the most hated team in sports. There are so. The hatred for the, like the Yankees. No, well, bet, we're talking Red about Bay. the NBA. I thought. No, he, he said, said sports. All sports. Oh, all sports. Yeah, because yeah. Boogie said, said all, sports. all sports. Yeah, Jamie, go ahead, continue. It's not even close. Yeah, just like no, no. I, in fact, I think that the Warriors are probably one of the better like teams that have been recently really successful. I don't think the hatred extends nearly as far as it does for a lot of the other teams in other sports that have been successful. Recently. People might be tired, but they're not mad. I think the NBA is the most bandwagon sport of the four major ones, so I think that's a big part of it. I because you, I don't th- any other sport you don't see as much Warriors gear as you do. Like I see Warriors gear all the time everywhere in Detroit, so like I, I don't see even as much Yankee stuff as that or any other perennial contender in any other sport. I see a lot more Blackhawks stuff around here than usual because I think. I think that uh, when it comes down to the, nobody in Detroit really likes the Yankees. Like that's you're, you're getting hated on if you're wearing Yankees gear around Detroit a lot um, because they were our but my rivals po- for so long. But I just yeah no. no well, the Tigers beat agree. one. The Tigers win that rivalry because they're the only team in baseball that has a winning record against the Yankees in the postseason. In the postseason, yeah. So bingo, bingo, gang. The Cowboys are the most hated team. In sports, no, they're America team. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's debatable. I think we could probably make that in a segment one day. Who who's what's the most hated team in America? Well, but like I, I think there's some ring of truth to it because when you're as good as you are, people will hate you. I mean, people don't like the Patriots because they're tired of seeing the Patriots mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. That's why I people said tired. Ha- but that's still hatred. You're annoyed. You, you hate. You hate. That you hatred. hate that the they're there. Hatred. Like, you you hate that they're there. Same thing when the Spurs were good. And we're getting to the NBA Finals. And we're like, oh, my God, it's going to be boring. Those LeBron teams with Miami were more hated than this Golden State team. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that, that, totally. that, that's a that's a bought team. Still, hatred is hatred. Yeah, but people hate they're, LeBron for some reason. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he shouldn't have won rookie of the year. No one really burned Kevin Durant's jersey when he, he went to Golden State. They just no, they just called him put a cupcake. a cupcake on it or something. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a couple people who, like... Went in front of his house that was for sale and burned his jersey, which was thought was stupid and also kind of creepy that you knew where he lived yeah. enough to do that. Oh man, I wish I wish if I if I had one wish in life, I would that I was like a top level athlete because if people came to my house, I would open the gate and be like, "Go ahead, just burn on my driveway," and then I'd lock them in and be like, "Now you're in my place." Let's There's see only what like two players on the Warriors that people have a disdain towards, and that's Draymond and KD, and and Cousins is like. 
I don't think people nobody, really have a disdain towards yeah, he, Cousins. He's been out the league really. for a year. Exactly. Nobody, nobody hates Boogie anymore. No yes, one hates yes. Clay. P- when he people forgot for, how annoying Boogie is. <laughs> That's yeah, why. In yeah. Sacramento, people didn't really like him. And in New Orleans, like, he still has some type of issues. You can tell that he's probably not the best locker room player. Human being. You know what I <laughs> mean? But but he's been out to, like a full year. People, yes, he's, he's going to join the Warriors soon. People but forgot. People forgot the, 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 the ignorant things that he's done or the – the mean human being that he is. Look, there's a reason he fouled out in, in 15 minutes. I still can't. That stat line's ridiculous. 14 points and six rebounds in 15 minutes when you foul out. That's kind of incredible. But, but he had three uh, threes. And that was they, great. They left him open. Like He's like, did you forget that I, I shot threes before? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it happened years ago. Yeah. Where the f- I, I do love that is what the plus minus he had was still plus 21. <laughs> <laughs> Like he was when he was on the court, the team was twenty one, you know, whatever better than whatever. I just think that that's funny because I I don't like plus minus. The only thing it really works in is hockey. hockey. Yeah, and people yeah. are like, let's incorporate it everywhere. Yeah, no. I was certain, when I started seeing that. What's the, the war? What's the war weird. for the center? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Let, let's see what I the like wins <laughs> above replacement are for Boogie Cousins. <laughs> let's quickly check in on that, Roger. Like what <laughs> would be the war for Boogie Cousins? Uh, minus one. I don't. I don't really. There know. is. There is one good analytical stat for basketball, and it's like net rating is just like points per hundred possessions. Basically, I do like that. That makes that's sense. That's the only. One, that's the one that I follow the most. Anyway. I don't but like they PER. Don't... That doesn't make sense to me. What doesn't? PER. PER. What's that? Player efficiency. Player efficiency rating. rating. Oh. It's it's the basketball equivalent of war. Okay. Yeah, and Reggie there's Jack- also Reggie a war because they can't too, call it war. Yeah. You know, he's because war is like I witnessed that last night at the game. Yeah, Reggie Jackson's uh, per is uh, horrible. <laughs> Okay, then. Well, the music's over. I guess that means horse is yeah, over. Horse, yeah, the horse is Or the so music came uh, back! That means I we lied. got no, no, no. 20 <laughs> minutes to talk about uh, Championship Sunday, right? Yeah, let's talk about Championship Sunday. There is so we got some, some, some great fantastic games. football. This we have a weekend. hated team in the Patriots say. making it worse. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I heard this. Is Jared Goff like the, the most boring quarterback out of the people who are remaining? Uh, the you, mean, you mean Ryan yeah. Gosling? <laughs> I thought he, I thought he played cornerback. When did when Gosling switch over to quarterback? I don't know, but he's a liability as an outside linebacker. That kid sucks. Oh yeah, he's a linebacker. But yeah, remember I, I, the I heard that. Yeah, I, that was the joke I was trying to make. Yeah, he, he got um, it. He got there. Right, that's what I heard. Like, all right, I guess yeah, Mahomes. He's like, uh, electric. Breeze. He's been amazing. Brady. It's like nobody really gives a shit about golf. It's like that's like the. Like the least favorite team that you want to see in the Super Bowl right now. Well, yeah, let's talk but about it. Let's, 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 okay, let's start no, with. People want to see if Sean McVay can get him to the Super Bowl. That's the storyline. Yeah, That's why no one cares about golf. Yeah, because he was a first round bust until McVay got. He, All right, let's okay. Let's he, start. He, let me. Let's start. Let's start on the NFC. We'll start with the NFC with that matchup with the Rams and Saints, and Sean McVay, who by the way has you know celebrated girlfriend because everybody talks about how hot his girlfriend is, um, and how young he is. So let's start there. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, I I, <laughs> I can't. Jamie kind of stubby there for a second, but I she's actually confirm right. or deny. I can't confirm nor deny. He's a handsome dude. Okay, so anyways, um, but the job he has done. I mean, this was he was thirty years old when I was at thirty years old. I was working in radio, doing two jobs, and actually, what was I doing at thirty? I don't remember now. <laughs> See, I don't remember. I don't remember because my thirty. Yeah, anyways, it doesn't matter. I just, I, had, I just had to think in my head how old I am. I'm 31. He's the youngest head coach in NFL history to produce a playoff win. 
and he might be the youngest head coach to advance the Super Bowl. So, and what, you want, who wants to throw shade at Sean McVay? It will be the youngest quarterback coaching duo in the starting Super Bowl era. Era. And are they playing against the oldest? I think they are. Yeah, right now I think. Yeah, I think so. They can have an old man bowl if they had Breeze and Brady. All right, that's, so, that's what I want. Old right. man bowl. Uh, Lance, what what are your thoughts about this matchup between the Rams and the Saints? I think that the Rams' offense is superb. It's balanced. But that defense is still shaky to me, man. They give up 30 points a game against uh, the Saints. It's a wrap. And, I, you know, I don't know if we're doing picks at all. but uh, Yeah, we're, we're going to do picks. Oh, I'll save it. But uh, that defense is just sketchy to me. You know, I think they can get beat deep on the outside. Tlaib's back. Yes. Is he back? Uh, Peters did get cooked, like, 10 catches, 170 last time they played. But uh, Tlaib was not playing in that game. And that, that change that changes It does, but you you're playing against a assassin. But if you got an assassin okay, yes, you have Sam? a you have a mini assassin as in <laughs> uh, as in him, but then you have uh, an old assassin as in Talib. Now you can trust the dude behind you. Before you've got a safety who's who's fresh, you don't really trust him and yes, you can tell that there's error, errors made, but now you got two guys on the same page, same level. Mm-hmm. Like like we we can trust each other now. You know what I mean? So like, to to say like Having to leave back is a major, you know what I mean, like a thing for that. I give you that. I kind of don't agree because I don't really think it's going to come down to quarterback play in this game. You have two of the best running backs in the league going against each other that Tlaib's not going to be on them. (laughs) Nice. Hey, (laughs) you had a hell of a game last week. But, um... So that we ha- we're talking about two run defenses, and I think that that's the story of this game, the story of two different run defenses. You have the New Orleans Saints, who I believe are top three in run defense this mm-hmm. year, and then you have the Rams, who are dead last, I believe, giving up five yards a carry on the ground. Tell me, I just can't trust that defense. What, like, well, I think if Kamara can actually get going, even if they just dump off a bunch of passes to him, that's all it's really going to take. I think the Saints are going to... I think the Saints have the advantage anyway, and I believe they're favored by three in this game. That's I, in New Orleans, right? And yeah. They yeah. Win the last, they handed the Rams their first loss of the season. Yeah, but the Rams hit like a weird stretch where they, they just played like crap. They lost Cooper Cup. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and who's their who was their main right, guy? So you have to take into effect the fact that they have that mental advantage right now. It's true, plus that whooping that they put on him in the preseason hurts. <laughs> 28 nothing in a preseason game? Wow. How do you recover from that, really? I don't know. We're going to find out on Sunday. Yeah. That's the storyline I'm looking forward to. Right. Then that, would be, that would be my question. That's the way I look at it, too. You have Ken McVay effectively game plan for a team that he's really lost to quite badly twice this year. Has he been able to make the adjustments? Has he been able to coach them to make up for those differences that they've had in the last two games against them. But they didn't have C.J. Anderson in the preseason or in the first half. That is the X factor. Oh, my God. Why are we talking about preseason football? (laughs) (laughs) Because because if I was a reporter in L.A., just to get that reaction, I'd be like, so, uh, Coach McVay, back in the preseason when you were working things out. um, I would just cut him him off. All right, next question. (laughs) And and I'd be like, no, seriously. And then I have a follow-up. How do you respond to the 28-0 drubbing you got in the preseason? (laughs) 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 Like, like, is there any revenge factor in in your mind? Is there any takeaways from that preseason game? Just so everyone can hard eye 
roll me and just be like, you're an idiot. And be like, no, I, I seriously want to talk about this. No, you're stupid. You won't be getting a question next game. How's your strategy, <laughs> your strategy changed since that preseason game? Just, just keep it going. How do you feel about getting blown out twice this year? Like, what do you mean? That the preseason was the first one. <laughs> yeah. And then you lost by like 14 the second time. How much value do you put <laughs> in that preseason game? But how much did that preseason <laughs> game hurt? How much did it hurt? Did you be like, you are stupid. Like, I know. But Anyway, but, but like seriously, back to the game. Preseason uh, <laughs> football? <laughs> I, uh, I really think that this game, like we're touting like high-flying passing offenses, and I think that this game is going to end up being a little different, and I'm kind of – I'm kind of looking forward to that. I actually do think there's going to be a lot of running in this game, and I miss that football. I'm not going to lie. I think there's more anticipation around this game than the other game. Uh, I, I don't even think – there's not even close to true. You're it's, insane. It's going to no, it's gonna look better because they're playing in a dome. It's going to be nice yeah. and warm, cozy. You know what I mean? There's, nobody, there's going to be no breath that they see. Yeah. Yeah. The other game is – But Patrick Mahomes is the hottest player in football right now. He's the player that everybody cares Let's about. Let's see how hot he is you know, with negative six degrees. You know what? The, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Lance, what, what the game's in Kansas City. What, what Lance, you know. So <laughs> it's going to be like just 15, not minus six. Yeah, and Lance, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, because Brady plays so well away from home, doesn't he? Right. It's going to be a good game. No, it's going to be a good game. But anyway, I, I, I was going to say, the NFC, what, the thing that Lance was talking about earlier with about the Rams defense is correct. However, this I think for if we're looking in the making picks or the translation that I think the with the offense is averaging thirty two points a game, it's going to be a game where you expect that kind of offense. But I think it's going to be like a thirteen ten. It's going to kind of be an old school brawl fest. You guys were talking about brawl, brawl, not b r a uh, brawl. The manzia, the manzia. <laughs> no, it's the manzia. We call it the manzia. No, we call it the bro. No, no the, the manzia. Um, That's what it's called. Seinfeld reference for anybody out there. Yeah. Um, but. I think that it's going to be pounding the ball quite a bit. I think Goff, the, the, the Saints secondary has come a long way since last year. The, last year, they were ranked one of the worst secondaries in the league. This year, they've been holding their own. And I it was the other way around. What? Last year, they were terrible. They, they, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so, well, Matt, uh, Lattimore has been a very – I mean, he made some dip plays last week against Philadelphia. and Two interceptions. Two interceptions. It was all over the uh, receivers. So, that being said, I got the Saints going away here 17-10. Yes, it was a great, and people were trashing Alshon Jeffrey like always for him missing that catch. Dude, I, that mean, pisses me off. Seventeen ten. Do you know how many drop passes Alshon had this they year? They did lose to the Bears. Three. No, oh, that's right. He dropped Sorry. three passes this year. And you the poor and, and like he, it wasn't like he could. There's nothing. He went off. And what was he going to do? Like he didn't expect it. You know, and he took a lot of. He didn't take as much heat compared to the Bears kicker because there was, it was, there a, was a lot of zip on that one. Yeah, there was a lot of zip <laughs> on that. Nick Foles did a good job. So, all right, um, Jamie. Before we get to, uh, everybody else, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going. Are you I'm going to go Saints. I really would love to see the Rams in the Super Bowl, but I, yeah, I'm going to go Saints. I'm going to stick with three teams. Uh, bro? Yeah, I'll go Saints. All right, Rayvon. It'll be a little different from that preseason game, but I'm still going to pick the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I got 24 to 14. 24 to 14? Okay, Lance? Saints, 34 24. All right, I like that. I, that's actually, I'm jealous of your score. Um, Pabcha. 17 to 10? Yeah, 17 to 10, Patrick. I'm stick with it, goddammit. But, like, we're talking, like, top 10 offenses. It's just crazy. I'm not – I mean, I, I hate picking scores. I, I, I don't we don't, like we that, normally don't do that, by the way. Just as that. The I last know. Saints I'm, game, they didn't score a lot. Me so. I know, and Actually, that, was, past, that like, was really the weird. past two games that they've – Yeah, that's why I was – The Philly game was weird. That's I mean, why I kept the average kind of low, weird. so um, – 
I I mean, I'm picking Saints, but I don't like it. I'd love to see it, Rams. If it's Jared Goff versus Pat, Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, Kansas City's Missouri's current team versus their old team, that's going to, I mean. Has explode. Nobody's going to care about it, but, you know. But imagine that everybody in Missouri is just going to just. The 300 people, yeah, that, I don't know. There's, there's not a matchup of who could win that would, that would irritate me. Like, last year, yeah. I didn't really care about Philly. You know what I mean? Like, had zero interest in Philly versus Patriots. But this year, it's like a win-win no matter where it goes. Like, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's storylines. There's people who I root for on each team. Like, I'm like, I love Sue. I want him to get a ring. Ben? <laughs> I don't think the Rams are ready uh, to beat a team like the Saints that has guys that have been here before and won a game like this to get to the Super Bowl. I think... You know, we, we always talk about in NBA basketball, you know, is a team actually ready to win in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. You know, they might be too young. They don't know what the playoff is. Um, I think that's going to translate here. And by the way, just to back you up, Raj, uh, the Saints beat the Panthers 12-9, to and they lost to the Cowboys 13-10. to So the high-powered offense can be reined in at times. Pro, who's your pick, by the way, for the AFC before you get out of here? Chiefs all the way? Okay, so Pro's okay. got the Chiefs. Okay. But, no, and, and also, I, I think it's going to be the old man bowl, but... I, I'm going to go with the Saints here. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll be pleasantly surprised if if Sean McVay devises, devises a good game plan and beats Drew Brees and uh, Sean Payton. Yeah, and, and McVay started that new hot trend of uh, having quarter, 30-year-old uh, offensive or uh, gurus, what have you. Um, but Cliff Kingsbury, who's friends with Sean McVay, somehow got a job out the Cardinals, even though he was a sub-500 coach. But Well, that's friends in air quotes. Yeah, for, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think. Yeah, no, that's why. Friends. That's why I said like yeah. as in quotes. Yeah. So, uh, one more thing on that. I sure. think the difference with the Saints is in big games this year, they always seem to come up with a stop or a turnover late. That defense always finds a way to get the ball back late, so they can run the clock out. It's not even like scoring on the last drive; they get the ball back. Yeah, I, they, I think that's last two minutes. Yeah, so I think that's going to be a big difference too if they can maintain the clock and get a stop late. If they can stop golf from driving. Oh, yeah, no, I it kind of bend, don't break kind of defense. I, yeah, I agree with most that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so the AFC Championship, which is the that's the later game, right? That's yes. the Okay, so that's a, the six forty game. That is the prime time game. Prime time game, and everyone wants to see it's the game. Yeah, yeah. The, the game, and probably honestly, I I will say this. this. And by the way, it's so funny how much crap CJ Anderson got for being the fat back, which cracks me up. <laughs> so, um, it, it, anywho, but look at. New England at Kansas City, and there's a storyline too within itself. Two coaches with very, very different uh, coaching branches. You know, you look at Andy Reid's coaching branch versus coaching Bill, tree. Coach, yeah, thank you, branch tree. Thank you, uh, trees. You look at Andy Reid's versus Bill Belichick's, and who's Bill Belichick's put out there, and who Andy Reid's put out there. So it's a two different philosophies altogether. This is the first time in 67 playoff games that. Tom Brady is not favored. Yeah, Isn't that fun. That is fun, and this is, is fun. and this is going to be a this is sixty seven. This is going to be a game of I think it's going to be a game of the ages, um, because just you look at the talent involved in this. I mean, look at the Patriots. I, I don't like this narrative that people you know the Patriots have been an underdog and everything, and then and, and to me that's just ridiculous. They're making T shirts. Did you see the yeah. T shirts? Boston, Boston <laughs> fans. Boston fans find a way to make T-shirts out of anything. It it, it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind. The the mindset like, that 
the, the Patriots hands, fans have right now? Don't bet or do bet against us or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Huh? What was that, Jamie? I said, oh, wow, do I have a media outlet for the Boston fans to work for? <laughs> but we, yeah, I, this is going to be such a fun game, and it's not going to be as cold or as snowy as they originally thought. They were saying it's going to be like zero degrees, and then you realize, oh, 14-day forecasts aren't necessarily accurate. I'm shocked. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> But Bill Belichick's one of the best coaches in the game, and he, he able to stop a lot of guys from just any young up-and-buck-coming quarterback, if you will. But is Patrick Mahomes the guy that's going to be different than anybody else that's up-and-coming against Bill Belichick? And, I mean, Bill Belichick humbled Patrick Rivers or Philip Rivers last week, humbled him. It was something that was a dismantling that in the likes of few have seen. So this is on the road, though. So the Chiefs have home field advantage, and Arrowhead can get pretty rowdy. Mm-hmm. But well, well, not only that, the Patriots what were they lost all their games on the road? Did they did they lose a game at home this year? I think no, they lost eight, one. Eight no at home, and yeah. they lost all. Yeah, so they lost all their games on the road. They were four and four on the road. They lost to the the Lions on the road. I'm just saying. That's they, al- they also were missing three starting offensive well, linemen in that you're game. You're right, and they were missing Just several defensive players. I know. And Julian Edelman didn't play in that game either, so let's not put a lot of stock in the Lions beating the Patriots. I'll take back what I said. This is the most exciting game. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. Um, Wise decision, my friend. It's, ha- it's harder to pick, actually. I mean, you got Kansas City. Andy Reid has a winning record against uh, Bill Belichick, and then the Patriots are not great on the road. And uh, you got Patrick Mahomey. My homie, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that being said, is there anything else you guys want to highlight about this game before we uh, do the picks? Just that the Patriots are not favored, which is still odd to say. I need to get a T-shirt. This is the, the <laughs> gap between the quarterback's age and this one is like 19 years. Mm-hmm. You got a second-year quarterback in Pat Mahomes and a second-to-last-year quarterback in Tom Year. He's going <laughs> to son him. <laughs> Beat All you, right. son. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he said that at the handshake. Yeah, beat you, son. Again. <laughs> I'm waiting for some ketchup shirts. That's what I want. I want some high. Or is it Hunt's ketchup he's going with? Is it a sponsor? Patrick Mahomes? I, I don't remember. There's some ketchup sponsors, Scott. So, all right, Jamie, lead it off. Who do you got? I am going Kansas City in this one. Although, as always possible, Brady pulls out another win because he's Brady. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rayvon. Nine. This is this will be the ninth time Tom Brady goes to the Super Bowl, so I'm riding with the Patriots. Okay, Ben. <laughs> you think I'm not going to pick the Patriots? <laughs> I'm, right? I, I'm I'm picking the Patriots because guess what? They do their job, and and they always get the job done. So New England, and I, if they lose, I'm not going to pout about it. It'll, it'll still be an entertaining game, but I'm going Patriots. All right, so uh, Lance. I think some uh, late game adjustments on the defensive side with Belichick is going to be the difference. Patriots. All right. Patrick. I mean, I have picked Kansas City every week all year, but I I, I picked against Brady last week. Mm. I thought Chargers, that was the most likely upset, I thought. I agree. And they got straight up embarrassed, so I'm not going to do that again. They got boat raced. Yeah. <laughs> like a good old-fashioned <laughs> boat race, man. What's yeah. your predicted score? For the game, I don't. I don't. That was a good old Boston. I, I, I think. 
I think it's so funny when like beat writers are like, "There's gonna this dude's gonna have two interceptions and <laughs> and my man's gonna have twelve receptions for 175 yards." And I'm like, "No, you don't." I, I don't I don't like when people do that. So, but it's but gonna be the Patriots, to click on it and they're and gonna cover, it, which is all that matters. It's not why I read it. Just it's what they throw in at the end, and it drives me crazy. All right, I'm going to go get that, that bold text at the end. Yeah, the, bo- <laughs> the bold text score prediction is like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Patriots here as well. I mean, it can't go against Brady. As much as this season for the uh, Chiefs has been magical and seeing offenses break records, look, if, if Patrick Mahomes wins this game, then he'll done something what no quarterback since Dan Marino did in 1984, which is lead the team in the Super Bowl. And it's in his first full season. His first yeah, full season. I was like, in his first full no season. other team is <laughs> Yeah, in terms of his first full season, I should no say. No other quarterback has ever led his team to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's crazy. In his first full season, I should say. Because it's not technically a, a Any rookie, quarterback but. that played for the Lions. That, ah. that, that's the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> what what um, quarterback has never led his team to a Super Bowl? We have a long list. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very long list here in Detroit. I mean, it's bad enough that Stan Humphreys led the Chargers to a Super Bowl. But oh, he, 94. Yeah, 94. <laughs> but yeah, poor old Dave Fouts with all the passing records. Never came close. A couple of AFC championship appearances, that was it. So, uh, anyways, uh, my my point is is that the, it's the Patriots. They have their way. Bill Belichick's one of the best coaches when it comes to giving them enough preparation, giving them enough time. And I don't care if it's on the road or not. The Patriots are going back. Just, like, just suspend disbelief for a second. If you could pick the Super Bowl out of the four teams right now, who like what would your Super Bowl be? My what, Super what, Bowl, what, what storyline do you want to see? I really want to see Rams and Chiefs. I really want to see Rams and Chiefs because, A, the Chiefs have been long-suffering. They haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1970, which is Super Bowl three or 71-72. That was the last time they've been in Super Bowl, A. B, Kansas City is – I love Kansas City as a market. It's a fun market. They, they have fans that care, passionate fans. Arrowhead's one of the coolest stadiums. I've always – Arrowhead's on my bucket list to go mm-hmm. to. Um, three, the Rams, even though they screwed over the city of St. Louis and, and somehow St. Louis owes money to the NFL, which I don't – whatever. But either way, I love the Rams. I love my favorite helmets, jerseys. One of my favorite combos is that Rams blue and yellow. It is sweet when they go away with that uh, white – in that other color, I think it's dumb, but I've always been a fan of that kind of like their color scheme, and really also, I like the Rams' makeup as a team. It's a they're like they can pound the ball, they can beat you different ways. The Patriots have been there. We already seen that narrative. And look, the Saints. I I, I like the Saints too, but go ahead. I was just trying to get everybody else's opinion before we. Yeah, end we, the show. yeah. Well, Jeremy's not here yet, so we got time. That's fair. Yeah. So. Uh, well, Go ahead. No, just what about you, Ben? What's your if you could pick out of the four teams? Like I said, I want an old man Super Bowl because oh, only only because I'm I'm not against the youth movement. I like Jared Goff. I love Patrick Mahomes. The way Mahomes plays the position is really fun to watch. But I like it when the old guys say, "I'm not giving you the torch yet. You have to earn it when I relinquish it." Sort of thing. So. That that's really what I'm looking forward to. Um, again, if it was still a Rams Chiefs, um, you know, Super Bowl, I'm not going to be upset because that would be highly entertaining. Um, not a lot of defense being played, but highly entertaining. Um, but I still want an old man Super Bowl, and I I would love, even though it would not happen, um, like everyone just riding off in the sunset, in New England, Gronk, Brady, and Belichick all just saying we're out. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're done. Even though that would never happen, but I just think that would just like they hand the they hand the trophy off, and everyone's just like, "By the way, we all decided we all we all we're all done." 
Because, <laughs> like, them winning a, a Super Bowl wouldn't be the story then anymore. Every beat writer would hit select all and delete on their story. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have you guys seen Breakfast Club? Any of you guys? Oh, yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? This would probably happen. I have not but, seen it. But, but, well. You haven't seen Top Gun. Do not give me that look. Do not give me that. Wait, 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 wait. Stop. Have for a you second. seen Lion Stop. King? Yes, I have. So shut oh, up. Okay. okay. Fine. I haven't seen Lion King. Wait, 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 wait. Ravon over here is the youngest in our group, and he's seen Breakfast Club. That movie came out in 1985. But what that's is a your cult classic. Yeah. What is what is my excuse? What's your excuse for not seeing Breakfast the Breakfast Club? I don't have one. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> let me set up. Okay. Let me set up. Okay. Let me set up the nerves. Not targeted ben, for people ben, like you at all. It makes total sense to be honest with you. Ben, do me a favor. Adolescent girl. Ben, what? Adolescent girl. It's about anyways. Okay, okay we got a few minutes. We got to wrap detention. this up. We, we, yeah, you're right. It's no. about detention, there's which I never t- got into. There's so more I can't to relate. it. There's more to it. Okay, <laughs> set up that narrative again, Ben. Say again with what? the trophy. Go ahead. Say the trophy thing again. You're just talking about the trophy. What trophy? What? Giving the trophy it off. Would be about the trophy, then it would be oh. about the torch. Yeah. Oh. No trophy. Passing the torch. We're talking about how the story would change, and it wouldn't be about who won the Super Bowl. Then it would be all about. The retirement and that'd be a riding off into the sunset. Thank you, thank you. Ravon gets it when I was playing this damn song. Thank you. You were asking Ben to set you up for a reference <laughs> he didn't understand. That was the problem. <laughs> ben he just told here. you that he didn't know the reference. As uh, soon as you were seeing it, I thought of the song I'm, in my I'm, head. I'm, I'm, I'm J.R. Smith. I thought we had the lead. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. I'm like, uh, we're good, man. You don't you, want the ball. We're I'm, fine. I'm glad Raylon gets a reference. So, like, him walking off of the trophy, like, just going, like, this fist pumping in the air. Ravon's doing the pass the ball, man. I'm sorry, I got nothing. All right, we had the, we had the lead. I'm sorry. All right, Lance, what's your quick? What's your who's your ideal Super Bowl be? Uh, definitely Saints and Patriots. Uh, I think it'll be a good quarterback matchup. Like, yes, I think Tom Brady is the greatest to ever do it, and then Breeze is not far behind. I think it'll be a great duel of game managers and passers. Like these are two quarterbacks who can throw any receiver open on any given play, and I think it'll create for some very intriguing like plays. Okay. Rayvon, what about you? Same. I'm looking forward to a star-studded quarterback matchup between Breeze and the GOAT. Um, it was hard for me to pick against the Rams because I've been a casual fan since the days of Marshall Falk, but Ooh. Patriots Ooh. and uh, Saints. Okay. And Jamie, what about you? What's your ideal Super Bowl? I want the Chiefs and the Rams. I totally want to Ooh. see that. I, I love the idea of these younger, younger teams that haven't been there a lot. That's what I want to see. But I won't be mad about any team making it except for the Patriots. I'm done with the Patriots. I'm done with Tom Brady. Let's move on. The reason I asked this question is I just wanted to point out nobody's picking the cross. Like, it's either the young the young game or the old game for quarterbacks. There's no, like, crossover, crossover yeah. for anybody, yeah. really. And I think that that's funny. And I feel like most of the country is going to be disappointed if one of those two doesn't happen. No, I, that's that was point. the whole point I was trying to make when I asked that question. No, that's a, good, that's a, that's a great point to bring up, so... Uh, we're out of time. Thank you so much for listening to the SRD Road Show. And if you're interested in advertising with SportsRadioDetroit.com, we work with any size, budget, small, large, it doesn't really matter. We can do a spot. We can do any, We will work with your budget. So for more information on how to advertise on SportsRadioDetroit.com or on our play-by-play side of things, reach myself or Ben Salagi at SportsRadioDet at gmail.com, and we can give you some more information on how we can help your business. So for myself and everybody here, we thank you. Be careful if you're driving out there right now. If not, if you're listening somewhere. You're up here by me and there's nothing. <sighs> Shut up. Jealous. <laughs> Anyways, uh, be careful if you're listening to us live. But otherwise, we'll see you next week. 
Same bat time, same bat channel. And, uh, oh, Lance, thank you uh, for stopping by. Is there anything you wanted to plug? You want to tell everybody out there? Nah? No, not at all. I have nothing going on this week. Uh, next week I'll be in Mount Clemens at the uh, Jackson Community Center. You guys should come out there for MCCW. I'll put the link up on my Facebook page, yeah. Lance Jackson, and uh, that'll be great. Hopefully it's not snowing like cats and dogs. Oh, yeah. I would love to do a live remote out there and kind of uh, do a live show. Awesome wrestling. Man, wrestling. be awesome. Yeah, I love, uh, I love a good, good... Can you take a bump, Raj? I don't think so. I'd probably die. Because I can still take a bump. So if I interfere in a match, I can I can take I'll a I can be somebody's manager. I mean, I, I, I'll i do that all day long. I'll be the uh So there you go. The angry, Lance, I'll, you want to hit me with, like, something? We can, we can work it out. Yeah, I'll be the angry. I'll, I'll be some angry stereotype. Like, never liked you anyways. You suck. <laughs> my old, uh, my old uh, wrestling name, and uh, we used to do this, like, fantasy league, was the Cuban Missile. But Wow. Yeah. I can see it. I can Is see that so. an innuendo for something, Roger? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, all right. Yeah, on that note, yeah, good night, everybody.